0: going on guys it's your boy X here from the semi-limited podcast it's been a while since you guys have been hearing from me i know it's been like a week or two Uh, We just wanted to get a lot of things in preparations ready for the last episode that we're doing for the year and as well as giving some of our brother-sister podcasts some love. So be sure to go check out Heart of the Podcast last episode where I was on there. We know we didn't drop this week on our platforms, but it was because I was over there featuring on their podcast where you can go check out where we're talking about some of the things that we'll be talking about today as well as the growth of the podcast and how we started from earlier this year. So if you guys are a little bit interested on the backstory of all that, be sure to go check out Heart of the Podcast on all major platforms and go check out that interview but today's episode is jam packed guys like i said last episode of 2023 so glad you guys could be with us it's been a wild wonky ride we've had some ups and some downs but i'm so glad that you guys are here with us for all of it uh you guys uh know that on spotify we had our wrapped up and we were top 40 we are the first uh tcg podcast for 40 plus viewers so i can't thank you guys enough appreciate all the support before we get into this crazy episode, we're gonna to have to do all of our plugins you know that's going to try to run through them as we usually do because I want to get right into today's topics with our guest panel because for those who don't know if you're listening to this, we are live right now in our discord, which you can usually see in our um, description box. You'll see a link uh, to linktree, which you can be a part of our discord. and we have a slew of guests from all of the guests that we had on the podcast the past year. So before we get into that, please go to our link tree link in the description box below to follow all of our social sites. You'll see a link that brings up a tab with all of our uh, social sites, our distributors and all that stuff. So you can listen to podcasts on any form you want. Up. be sure that you are following and subscribed and notified on all of our social sites because when we hit the 50 followers on TikTok, which we're pretty close to 100 on twitter and then 200 followers on instagram and youtube we'll be doing way more giveaways we've given away fourth prizes this year I, it's like once per quarter i can't wait to double that next year i want to be on uh, some of the other guest status uh, on this podcast and give out basically stuff every week for you guys so be sure that you're sharing it with your friends and tagging everyone Uh, And also be sure to go check out Unplugged Gaming in Manlius, New York for those who are uh, listening in the New York area. You can be sure to go join their Discord server also in the description box below to be a part of all their TCG communities. They have every single TCG you can think of in-store. You can go there, uh, find out what's going on as far as like card nights, who who to trade with. And then when you guys go in-store, be sure to mention the Semi-Limited Podcast and they'll be sure to hook you guys up. Joe has been phenomenal with all the giveaways. He's helped us with uh, five out of the eight giveaways that we've had uh, for promotions and stuff like that, and even outside for the events that we were throwing. So I appreciate everything that they're doing over there as well. Also moderating today for the chat is Brad, AKA Mr. Perfect, who usually live streams every Saturday night on Twitch at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. His Switch is also in that link tree link below. You can catch him streaming his deck theorying, his playtesting, testing when we go practice for big events. Or maybe he's just doing something like Master Duel or playing something like Fortnite, you never really know. Uh, but be sure to go in there and catch up with Brad every Saturday at Twitch. And if you interact with his channel and his chat, and he, uh, I think we just gave him a box to give away to a lucky viewer last time, right? From correct, Brad?
1: Yes, we did. And that was for Eric. (laughs) Lucky man. Oh, yeah. Of all people. Yeah, Eric Christensen. (laughs) Yeah, for real. I forgot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, yeah. So, be sure to catch his uh, streaming on Twitch every Saturday. Link in the description box below as well. But... Now that we got all that out of the way, getting into today's episode, I'd like to thank all of our guests tonight for coming. We have a wonderful panel of a bunch of you YouTubers, big and small, and I'm so glad that we're all here under one roof to get to tonight's episode and bring something special to those who have been rocking with us since the beginning and showing their love and support. So we went out and got as many of the past guests that you guys have heard for the year of 2023 and brought them back for one last hoorah. So without any further ado, we're gonna have everyone introduce themselves and then give a short plug-in of any sponsors or any whereabouts of where you might want to be able to uh, see them. So let's start it right off. Yep.
2: All right. Fantastic. Yeah. uh, Vengeful Shadows here. Uh, We don't actually have any sponsors, but a huge shout out to uh, my editor and kind of like partner in crime, Thug314. But uh, yeah, just Vengeful Shadows. We stream or uh, yeah, we do a little bit of streaming on the Twitch. We mainly are on YouTube, kind of the YouTuber there for market watches and kind of meta theory. And then we're also on uh, Twitter or X now. So that is Vengeful Shadows.
0: It'll go right down the line. So thanks.
3: All right. Shout out to Semi-Limited, of course, for having me on again. Uh, you guys can check me out on FIGS forum. FIGS here. You know, provide uh, the good old Phantom Knight content and, uh, you know, competitive content on YouTube. So go ahead and check me out.
4: Yo, yo, what's going on, guys? You go, you guys heard me before on X's podcast. Thank you for having me on again today, X. Uh, just a quick shout out to all the boys from... of the podcast and uh those who couldn't be here z demetrius and uh period kevin oh and period yeah of
5: course
4: (laughs) 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 thanks for having us on next
5: uh, obviously, shout out to X for having me. Uh, once again, I really appreciate it. Um, I do daily market watches. Um, so YGO Fresh Off the fre- off the Press, you can find me um, in our YouTube. That's that's our main platform. Um, and then shout out to Saki. He's here as well, man. You know, the fellow cu- counterpart. You know, we, we've collaborated you. before. Um, and we always do market watches. Just go over the prices, obviously, going up and down, making recommendations. You know, um, and, and that's what we do. So So, yeah, make sure you check me out. How's it going, everyone?
6: GGYGO here. Uh, shout outs to X for having me back on the podcast. It's always a lot of fun being able to collab with a lot of different people. Uh, it's just always such a great time to do content for being in the competitive scene. Uh, currently on the back to back streak, about I have the three p tomorrow. That'd be very exciting. Um, shout outs to my sponsors over at Imperium Duels, Dragon Shield, Gem, Cloud, RW, Grimoire, and Chainlink. Uh, you know, always been a pleasure. Thanks for Welcome. the opportunity to be back. And everyone have a wonderful rest of the podcast.
7: Oh, what's going on you guys? Slim here, uh, OG OG, probably the longest one here, very, very long time on YouTube, you guys already know, still doing my thing, still on YouTube, um, you know, shout out first and foremost to my new team, first or last gaming. those are the boys, me and my brother Johnny and James, we just, we're all together, all my boys, just appreciate them, my two boys that I know are watching, Calvin the Kid, Gio, love you guys, um, I'm going to shout out my fiancé because she's literally like my best support system. Very, very lucky to have her. There you go. So I got to do really that. that. <laughs> and the sponsors, um, besides first or last, they're already the best. But uh, Dragon Shield, uh, Gem. Uh, oh, yeah. Dueling Guard's our new sponsor. So that's cool. And, uh, yeah. D- appreciate all them and all they do. And, yeah, you'll just find me on YouTube just doing my thing. And I'll eventually get back to streaming on there. I'm setting everything up, as you guys can see. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. And, of course, to you, Player X, Semi-Limited. You guys are awesome. So, appreciate you guys. And let's have a kick-ass podcast.
8: All right. Hey, guys. Thomas from Team Soccer. Also here, you already know. Uh, I do market watches. Uh, shout out to Fresh Off the Press. As he said, we do stuff all the time. Market watches, deck profiles, Yu-Gi-Oh! News. One of my goals is just to build an audience and make this game cheaper for a lot of people because I think we could all agree this game's quite expensive, right? So I try to make sure that people are ahead of the curve so they can get their cards before, you know, they skyrocket in price to make this game a little cheaper, even get some stuff they want to collect. Uh, The only sponsor I have right now is uh, Tapio Cards. Shout out to them. They make awesome merch. Uh, I really love their hats. Go check them out. And thank you for having me uh, on the podcast, man. I really appreciate it.
9: What's going on, everybody? Uh, kills here. Uh, super happy to be back on the podcast uh, always fun had uh, a lot of fun last time and uh, you can find me on youtube winter kills you can find me on twitch uh, just playing whatever doing whatever on my channel and uh, shout outs to one of my sponsors imperium duelist um, longtime sponsor and uh, yeah that's pretty much it
10: Mel, you're next one. Time, i'm not sure yep. yeah yeah, yeah. Or, Mel, you I, just, are. Yeah. I, I missed the order you Please you it. uh, <laughs> it'll hey, <y'all>. be you <laughs> and then uh <laughs> <Joe>. <laughs> uh hey everybody uh this is mel from part of the podcast shout out to george and joe who are also here uh i have to say super shout out to xavier it's really humbling to be here because i've been watching everybody on this podcast right now for so long and it's really cool to be in the same space as them so i appreciate all of you for helping all of us grow uh, as players and as people and, I'll also, shout also uh, echo slim shout out of shouting out my wife. She, this surfboard is hers, not mine. She, everything she does is much cooler than me. I play you <laughs> We just play cards, that's it. That. We just play card games, <laughs> and then Joe.
11: Hey, everybody, how's it going? I'm Joe. All right,
10: that's it, Joe. Um,
11: all right, um, <laughs> my introduction is I'm pretty sure I talked to locals once, like a couple years back. Um, and i'm a host as well with uh, mel george and nick for um part of the podcast and uh yeah this is so cool seeing everybody here um yeah let's uh let's have a fun time
0: all right and with that out of the way i think we have everyone here from our uh panel so i appreciate every single one of you guys for coming out here and donating some time out of your day to come support not only a semi-limited podcast but also our fans as well and people who From all over, came over to experience what it's like to be around you guys. And as Mel said, just be in the same space as you guys and, you know, kind of get their questions or whatever like that off. So, uh, before we get into today's episode, I also want to shout out the audience members. So, for everyone in the audience right now, uh, in the live, if you're uh, listening to this uh, after the fact, we want to shout out uh, Domesday, Elfish Might 294, Swordsold Joe, Tyler Cohen, we got Couble uh kevin the kid or the kelvin the kid uh this guy lp and then static so much appreciated you guys all showing up we ian. To give you guys a real shout out and then ian as well oh, we both blue eyes yeah blue eyes white privilege is there <laughs> so we got ian in the audience too another local shout out to him yeah yeah my bad man <laughs> yeah we, we had, uh, like had Ian as well
1: shouting out uh Slim. Yeah, this guy is Gio okay, yeah, was yeah, that's, my that's why you're son's the son's chat buddy right you, There, you know there we go
9: mm-hmm.
7: <laughs> that, So, quick little plug That's uh, one of my best friends Basically my brother since kindergarten We've Yeah, that's one of my oldest friends I have to I have to plug him for shit there, oh, right,
4: yeah. there you
0: go, more or less. Yeah. Go Gio Talk about friends as old as time But now that everyone is introduced and all acquainted and we all got that out the way, let's start today off with the discussion about what happened at last week's YCS. So for those who don't know, last week we had YCS Bologna in uh, Italy. And I probably just butchered the name. I'm not Italian. I'm sorry. But uh, basically what happened was we had about over 2,400 players. I want to say it was like 2,430-something. So just about 2,500 for this YCS in Italy and it was packed with a variety of different decks in case you guys did not check it out All of the decks in the room are broken down into these percentages. There was about 12% representation for Unchained Also 12% representation for Rescue Ace. So tied for the uh, highest represented deck in the room uh, Right behind that uh, we had 10% of tier elements and then we also had 7% Labyrinth, 7% Pearly 4% Bissile or some engine of something using bestio and then 48% other slash rogue so we had 48 of the room 48% of the room was unaccounted for because it's just this formats just all over the place but a lot of the representation going towards tier elements rescue ace and unchained which is doesn't shock me a lot of the euro players are more on the mid-range to you know stunny side of uh, Yu-Gi-Oh so nothing shocking there Uh, these 2,400 players had to go through 12 vigorous rounds of Swiss to emerge into their top 64 cut, which looked like uh, the following. We had one Rekus on Avalon, one Marine Cess, one Bisthal Runic, one Infernoble, one Kashtira, one Dragon Link, two Vanquished Souls, two Makanko, three Branded, which was really surprising to me, four Pearly, four Fire King, four Centurion, six Unchained, nine Labyrinth, 10 tier elements. was That was the surprising number to me. And then a shocking fourteen rescue ace with twenty-two percent of the uh, top cut for sixty-four. We had rescue ace basically leading the poll. Like they were no no doubt in my mind the most represented deck in that room. I think people were playing playing at least five or six rounds of just rescue ace alone. Uh, but fast forwarding, we got to a top cut of top eight because I don't have the top sixteen breakdown right now. But top eight we had three labyrinth players and then a whole bunch of one of so one of branded one of infernoble one tier elements one rescue ace and then one bestial runic and then the event was eventually won all the way at the end with joshua smith piling bestial runic who now has snatched his fourth ycs victory and i'm pretty sure that ties him now with crystal bonk and jesse cotton for the most ycs wins and i'm pretty sure jesse cotton just has more event wins under his belt but now that we have a breakdown for what basically happened over the weekend, uh, is there anything that happened in IRL, uh, sorry, in IRL, that you guys might have predicted differently before the event started. Uh, For example, I thought that there was definitely gonna be a little bit more Sprite, a little bit more Manadium, even some Flunderies that might have seen himself in a little bit more of the representation at the top cut of the event, but you didn't see any of that. Uh, Not to say that they weren't in the room, but they were definitely not represented in the top cut making it through 12 rounds. So is there anything that you guys might not have uh, expected to turn out this way for the YCS that you guys might have thought? Starting from the top. Um...
2: Yeah, for Monadium, I definitely agree. I thought that, like, we would actually see a little bit more of a, like, turnout at the end of the rounds. Or, like, you know, the end of the tournament for Monadium, given how, like, strong their first turns can actually be. Um, I think, I mean, I think we're all, like, a little bit surprised at what deck did win, though. I mean, given it was, like, the Runic kind of chaos, bestial variant that was kind of, like the sore thumb in the room and it just kind of like came out in the first place and big shout out to Joshua Schmidt the you know pilot that all the way to the end which honestly I think it was kind of nice seeing something like that you know take first place so it gives hope to everyone else so, you know if they're kind of making something a little bit more robust going into like something like a YCS.
3: Uh, I definitely think, for me, it was the Marincis. I don't even know how that got into top 64. It's the Marincis for me, dog. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, like, I don't know how it even squeezed in. I mean, it's one of those decks that I just haven't seen in a very long time. I know it has the ability to play a lot of Interruption because of the amount of hand traps it can play, but I think that is actually one of the reasons why I feel like it should have had a harder time contending, just because of the fact that it's so reliant on seeing really good engine cards. So, I don't know, just whoever piloted that deck just really just, like I said, they... Caught me off guard seeing that even just in the top sixty four, so
5: mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I gotta
4: agree. Uh wet salads is it's crazy. I I
3: wet salad.
0: I, yo, can't, get the fuck out of here. I, I, I'm, I
4: still think <laughs> <does laughs> from Joe. Joe definitely uh made fun of me for uh continuing to say salads were the superior uh cyber uh, cyber step, but I guess I was wrong. Guess I was wrong. That's that's surprising to me. Um Earlier on in the year, I I, I predicted that Rescue Ace was going to be a good deck, and honestly, I just went by. I I say this all the time. I don't know how to play Yu Gi Oh. I just read. I just look at the picture and assume this is what the card does. And because it was like such a cool like fire engine, uh, uh, or firefighter engines, uh, trucks shits. You know, I was like, this is gonna be this is gonna be a top deck. And I said it semi jokingly, and look where it is now. Which is, I think, it's fucking crazy.
5: Well, yeah, honestly, for me, the surprise was labyrinth, you know, in the top eight to see uh three out of eight, that's what 40% I'm bad on math. So, um, it was surprising, you know, uh, that they were heavily represented in the top 64 with nine and then in the top eight with three I mean they've been solid they've been consistent um, uh, you know throughout the the previous YCSs as well but to have that big representation you know so late into the tournament that was a little surprising and then Fire Kings obviously has a structured that just coming out you know for people to pilot that uh, to what it had four people in the top 64 and reach all the way to top 16 um, you know a lot of people weren't ready though so we'll see in the next YCS but for me it was really labrador with the big representation, top eight and then fire kings being so new you know actually putting up results um was pretty uh so fast was pretty impressive to me
6: so i would say it's very reminiscent of when chimera came out at the regional level like it just started just taking over every regional because nobody knew what the cards did that's like every single time that we see a brand new deck it's just like either you understand what the deck does or you get rolled by that deck right makes sense Um, I'm not really surprised that we didn't see a lot of Manadium either because I think that deck had a huge hype because of Triff and all of a sudden the deck just everyone realized it's extremely tier 2 and has a lot of problems. Um, but at the time when it exploded, uh, Triff himself is a very good player, right? Like he knows what he's doing with the deck. Uh, it's like diehard into that deck too. It's like very much so a Pendulum reminiscent player. like you put up a huge board and you opponent can't break it. Um, But like the second that hype died and people were on a lot of hand traps, I think that's where Manadium has a really hard time. Uh, just because especially once you have a lot of decks that can just clear a normal summon right that's what people are just doing um the other thing too is i'm genuinely surprised but at the same time not really that we haven't seen a lot of flu uh in my last four events i played against flu one time uh that's pretty crazy and i think that's just another thing where like at the beginning of the format i don't know if you remember how scythe lock worked uh at the beginning of the format we'd see it everywhere and everyone would complain and then at the end of the format it'd be imaginary like it just wouldn't be in the format at all um and i think that's one thing where with like flu uh it's kind of the same thing like start of a format like everyone's playing flu because it's a deck that's a safe pick it's easy to play when people are trying to pick up their new deck and they don't know exactly how it works you just play the deck that's consistent right even though it can break it's still pretty solid to play uh toward the end of the format everyone's like all right we are done with flu we are playing other things uh and so that's probably what happened with that too um, overall, uh, I think the event was pretty fine, uh, I'm not really surprised that Rescue only had one, uh, like, the end result, uh, and didn't win, because I feel like the more people were prepared for Rescue, that deck's extremely mid. We haven't had, we'll talk about this a little bit later, too, like, what makes a good deck, uh, but we haven't had, like, a good deck, like, a good, good deck in a while. Um, a lot of these decks that are, like, really crazy, if everyone's ready for them, there's, like, a lot of counters that really do mess up the decks.
1: No, I agree.
7: Yeah, to kind of piggyback on what Gary was saying. So it is very common that once when a new deck comes out, you got the short period of time to read the cards, figure it out, or get steamrolled. Always repeats itself no matter what when a new deck comes out. I think the biggest thing to take away from the previous YCS is you have to remember the territory. And I always mention this. Europe is always going to be different than, than us. It just proves there was also a regional that took place in California. Over 600 players. There were two flu and top cut. And Flu ended up winning that regional. So it really does show like the, just the difference between the two areas. The fact that Lab had such a good conversion rate. They like their trap decks it's a lot now. in Europe. That's something I've noticed. And when you have someone like Dinkaboy, who's honestly, in my opinion, like him and Josh are like literally like the best there is really in Europe. That's just always kind of how it's been like over the years. You really just see like how far they can go, you know, not only based on like the player, but just making the right meta call. His build is very different. The profile's been up for a couple days. If you haven't seen it or seen it somewhere, I'm just suggest you do because it's very, very interesting. The approach he took, like making it more like trap reliant, and just really just making a different, different call. And he did lose to Josh in top four. He knew mostly it was going to happen because they worked on the two decks. I think the the meta call to just play what you want was really cool for him to win. Like he knows he knows the game inside and out like there's no way denying it like it's you know like beating a dead horse at this point like he he knows what he's doing master duel tcg like he knows what he's doing and it was just you know it was just a really cool deck to actually see it win i think the duality inclusion really separated it from what bestial runic was being because honestly i'd never thought of it and i think some players did there were a couple players that posted about it like knowing about that card ahead of time and just what you can do like closing out games putting up i mean putting up a (laughs) fabled unicorn in 2023 is just absolutely (laughs) crazy to me and if you i'm sure everyone has seen the live deck profile it was really really good like all his insight like he always does is just being able to trade a runic card uh when they try to do something to keep the hand size the same just with that interaction is just crazy to me the fact that you were just turning everything off so and yeah as i'm mentioning in chat i didn't even know about the other effect until i read duality because i i didn't know you can literally just draw a card like oh, put yeah. stuff back and draw a card like yep. yeah it, yeah draw yeah no me. just the synergy yeah yeah the synergy mm-hmm. with that deck. it was just it was just i mean i don't know if you can call it a meta call because it literally was i'm gonna play what i want this deck looks cool the runic engine is powerful there's no denying it the bestial cards are powerful and everything else just kind of came together all those synchro tens are crazy so i think it just all kind of lined up plus you have a high caliber player so Made a lot of sense but the conversion rates are always going to be different like when we have the next uh, american ycs like we're going to see a big difference and last thing i'll say um with manadium similar to what gary said it has a lot of flaws but biggest thing is i think everyone's been prepared for it triff really put it on the map like big time you get that as far as he did being you know the type of player the big big uh big personality that he is um like literally Everyone was preparing for it. They didn't want to lose to it. They didn't want to face against it. And that's pretty much what happened. So I'm honestly not super surprised by a lot of conversion rates. I think no one predicted bistio running to win. So it was the only one in top 64, but uh, very cool that that was the, that was a result. It's always nice to see something different. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I think piggybacking off and before we go uh, to the, the next uh, speaker, just a uh, point, I think you were right as far as like the hemispheres playing differently, like you said, Flew 1 over in California, because there's a lot of combo over here, which Flu is like anti-combo, uh, so that's why it does well, whereas over in, you know, Europe, you're going against things like Labyrinth, where <laughs> being able to floodgate attack position monsters isn't the, so much of a big point, so I think that it does, that does also have something to do with it as well, uh, you, your area, your position, the uh, type of players that are around, so yeah, very good point, and then Saki?
8: So, when it came to first place, honestly, I think it was just the pilot that made Bestial Runic work. Uh, The way he played it, I don't think a lot of other players would be able to pilot it the way he did. I mean, you can watch the deck profiles and you can practice, but it's hard to kind of get to that level. What really surprised me is, even though we do have a diverse format, to see how spread top 32 was, even top 64, was just like wow to me. Because I think it was like, you know eight 12 different decks i did expect rescue ace and lab to get a lot more than what they did for top 32 but they still you know performed well i don't think anyone's too shocked uh only thing i'm surprised about is i did expect one or two flu in top 32 i heard a lot of people were actually really happy to not see it in top 32 you know deck is quite hated regardless of you love it you hate it you're indifferent with it or you're like me you just stop the first summon and you're good to go but you know uh, as for Marincest, I think it was actually really cool seeing Top 64. It's a deck that is honestly quite amusing because the deck is good. You can fit a lot of non-engine in it, but it just sneaks in once in a while. I've noticed that no matter what the format is, you know, you have your diehard Marinces players. And it kind of makes me think to myself, if that deck got like a little more support, where it would go. But overall, it was just great to see this uh you know how diverse it was i'm kind of waiting on konami's ban list after ycs honestly i want to see how they kind of take it uh i think they might hit rudic a little harder than they might need to but we'll just have to wait and
9: see uh yeah i mean i didn't really get to watch any of the ycs i just kind of saw like you know screenshots of like breakdowns and stuff and you know you see the top eight profiles on Instagram or whatever and just looking at the top 64 breakdown here I do like that it's super diverse I know some people don't like really diverse formats and I don't know it just is what it is I because I like the idea of being able to pick up any deck that's relatively good and being able to take it to an event and having somewhat of a chance on like tier format or like you got to play this one deck or just forget about doing well and obviously it's also pilot dependent which is explains why a deck that's as wild as bestial runic which i had never heard of like i don't know if that was a deck that people were playing beforehand but as soon as i saw that that won and then seeing who piled i was like how wh- like wh- who who even thinks of those two things and says yeah this goes together as a deck like that kind of surprised me quite a bit but i mean as somebody who's played ricka and Marincess, i love seeing them in the top and Noble as well Tier is also wild being uh in top 64 too considering how oh, right. like, At least, yeah, like, like considering, like, in my local meta and stuff like that, like, there used to be a ton of cash players. Like, you'd see the deck left and right, and then it just fell off the face of the earth. But then there's just one in top cut. I think there was one that topped uh, uh, American YCS. It was, like, Indianapolis or something. It's like, who's still playing this deck? Like, shout out to those guys, I guess. And Centurion, I... I hate that deck too, just because it's a turn skip deck. But it is what it is. Maybe they'll, uh, like yeah, let the last person said, you know, the next. Sir. Yeah, for sure. And like, hopefully the the ban list that comes out will be a a big ban list and not just get like two things and then see you in three four months. So, yeah, no, super interesting YCS and the uh, the winning deck is probably the biggest surprise of all. Because I personally have never heard of anybody play Misty of Runic ever. Maybe I'm just living under a rock. But no, I that was pretty either. cool. <laughs> came out of nowhere. Josh is yeah. on some shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think for me, one of the
10: bigger things that I took away from this, uh, as Carrie was saying about Europe and the states, uh, North America have very different play styles, and that came through very, very clearly. Like, there's only pseudo two combo decks in the top eight. And part of that, I think, is just the playstyle of Europe. of, they're not playing for turn one or two; they're playing for three, or turn three, four, and beyond. Um, which I think I prefer that playstyle because this was by far the most entertaining YCS to watch. Uh, with sort of exception to the um, when tier was full power, and you're watching tier matches and watching how people are sort of thinking about the different chain links, but. Um, shout out to Pac for keeping Infernoble in there I really was, I watched his profile about sort of what he was talking about and he's like I lost to a really bad hand in game 3 and I'm like that's just kind of what happens in these formats of like there are a lot of hand you, traps yo, sometimes baby. you draw right, sometimes you draw all hand traps sometimes you draw all engine and it's sometimes deck building can only take you so far in some instances I'm I'm surprised Dragon Link was uh, only had one showing um Mostly because like that's the deck that Konami refuses to let die. Um, I just feel like they, it, it, they have the best type and the two best attributes going for them at all times. Um, but this was, by, like I said, this was by far the most entertaining YCS to watch. Every match that was on the stream was a match that you want you like it kind of it went back and forth consistently, and that's sort of the best knew that we see. Uh,
11: guys, guys, all right, this is more of a oh of a shout out to everybody, but. Can we stop um, showing everybody how good Tier Limits is? Because we're never getting good Kalos back. And uh, I would like that card back.
0: Um Yeah, you and GGYGO too. I'll I be seeing them on Twitter. Kit to one,
11: Band Shifter.
0: Yeah, no. No, but that's uh, just Fuck from no. that. I'm, I'm,
11: I'm loving um, the the distribution game. The, the amount of decks that are up here, um, all the engines that are bunched up together. I'm a big fan of having multiple things mushed up into one. So just seeing all these decks with like all these engines, it's it's fun. It's cool, and I, I think it's it's a I wouldn't say like a healthy format, but it's a, it's a great format in my opinion.
0: No, I agree with both what you said and also what Winner said. I do like personally diverse formats. I do like when, as he said, you can pick up a deck that's just objectively strong, puts up a couple of negates, maybe 3-4 disruptions, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be negates, but they can put up a fight and go to, like, a regional uh, a YCS or something like that and just compete with something that you enjoy playing, which is exactly what Josh did. He just took something that he said that uh, he enjoyed playing and that he was familiar with and just said fuck it, I'm just gonna go play this and this just seems like a, not necessarily a meta call like Slim was saying, but uh, just something that he enjoyed and knew the interactions about not only what his interactions were about how they would also interact with all the decks in the format and i think that's something that needs to be taken into account of when deck building or, or trying to come up with like your deck of choice uh as far as what you're comfortable with and i think that's actually something that might be useful for players uh hearing this moving forward but uh speaking of that i think one weird thing that i want to get the market watch professionals opinion of so we'll just key in on them real quick before we move on is uh if for those who don't know Market Watches, when usually when a deck does well, something like this, uh, an archetype or an engine does extremely well, it performs a, a better than expectation. Things in that archetype will unexpectedly spike, you know what I'm saying? As as most things do, there's a high demand for it and low supply, so things spike up. It was kind of weird for this YCS though, because although Josh won with Runic, uh, Bestial, labyrinth is actually the deck that spiked up from this uh ycs and it was crazy to see all of the spicy the back welcome ultis, uh the arianas they even things that were in the tins were starting to get bought out so just from the market watch guys is there any like reason that you guys may think that instead of the winning deck actually spiking up that the opposing deck the top four deck actually wound up spiking or why specifically labyrinth in that case
5: well i'll start it um, off oh i'm sorry my bad my bad my bad
2: I thought. Oh, you're
0: good. You're good. No, he got park and watches too. Yeah. My bad. Bench, yeah, Benchul, my bad. That's. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's oh,
2: you're good, bro. You're good. Yeah. All right. So, like, I think the big thing is, like, banless. I think I like, uh, I think Sock even uh, said that they're kind of headhunting runic right now. Like, they're going to hit runic. Like they're going to, and even if it's to like, we might even see Natureo come back a little bit after that. But I think they're gonna hit Runic, so a lot of people are not wanting to put their money into collector versions of Runic. And even just like, even after the reprints, we do see it is very cheap to be picking it up. So I mean, they are low right now, but a lot of players are probably not thinking that other players will be picking up those cards. So if other players are not trying to hop onto that bandwagon then like the prices won't go up. We did see things like the Unicorn did go up for Fabled, like the Synchro for like DTs. I think they like went above $20 and everything like that for like the day after and so i mean that like like cards like that did go up from the main deck but i think we saw labyrinth again just kind of like safety measures that maybe they might get touched tiny bit on the ban list but even over in europe and it is kind of like a fan favorite for a lot of players that do play resource to be picking up labyrinth and i don't think we gonna be seeing them go anywhere like anytime soon for labyrinth and then you
0: go fresh and then Saki.
5: Yeah, so to piggyback off uh, what he stated, uh, like, and like I mentioned when looking at the chart here, just the representation, like it, what I can take away from watching this chart, and I go again to the top eight to harp back on it like three out of eight top decks getting, you know, being represented by the same uh, deck type, like Labyrinth. Um, you know, then the, the prices are going to spike up because people are going to start speculating like, okay, this is the safe bet. Like he mentioned, you know, maybe the band is just a tap on the wrist and things of that nature. And then most people have already the cheaper pieces. Um, and some people that used to play the deck before already have even the expensive pieces too. So, you know, um, I think that also influences uh, the markets as well. And um, uh, let me see. So you mentioned that Labyrinth. Um, prices. Yeah, you mentioned a Runic, Runic. So Runic, like they mentioned as well, the ban list, again, ban fears, is very important in the market. People don't like buying cards that they expect that could get hit. I mean, fountains. Fountain was already touched um, on the ban list and then Tip, obviously people think like it mic, might be, you know, no, it, 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 exactly. <laughs> so I mean, speculation and fear um, usually uh, uh, keep people away from picking those cards up as well. Um, the bissio package, I think is a great package in the sense where Magnus was already hit to one some people also speculate that maybe one of the other pieces might get uh um you know slapped on the list too so just banless fears like he correctly mentioned i think that's a big part of it um but guiding Quem was spiking up though um I, the starlights were make was making uh, moves as i discussed in one of my previous videos a couple of days ago and the secrets were already pumping too so um those were the cards that people went after the harder to get the the, the ones that people don't think that the banless might immediately touch um you know in the the next list so
8: yeah uh so i fully agree with vengeful and fresh off the press uh three out of eight a lot more people are looking at that than just first place i think one of the reasons why lab shot up though however is that it's more of a fan favorite deck as well you know a lot of people love lab either for a waifu aesthetic the way it plays it's a trap deck that doesn't rely on floodgates which is something that i think is really unique when i think about lab i'm like wow they don't have to play floodgates that's uh really really great as well as when it comes to the ratios in our 2023 megatons you are way more likely to see lady labyrinth than the other lab pieces uh comparing to runic where you're going to see a lot of tips and a lot of fountains uh that's why with the ultra rares we don't see as many of the upgraded ones we saw like slumber getting bought out recently Slumber's like a three four dollar ultra from the tins right now and that's actually more than uh tip and fountain uh but yeah i'm not really too shocked to see labyrinth go up too much and again ban list fears all that
0: very good points gentlemen i do like that uh before we move to the next topic brad do you want to do me a quick favor and just uh highlight some of the comments in chat right now from our live chatters while i pull up the next topic
1: well, I was just reading uh, from Ian actually in the audience who was thinking that Sky Striker might go up uh, because they are going to be having some new support coming out on the horizon as well. Um, so I don't know if maybe anyone yeah, had spots any thoughts. Uh, if maybe we'll start seeing some Sky Striker back in a, a higher regional level capacity. GG, don't get wet. Has, I'm about
6: to say, uh, don't get it wet. It has- <laughs> <laughs> I have my hand up. No, no, that hold. Before before he, before he
1: before
0: he answers, before he answers. GG, what do you like more? Sky Striker or Tier Elements? You can only pick one. Oh, the,
4: other one me, oblivion, but... the other one gets banned to oblivion.
6: The other one gets banned to oblivion. Go. Uh, you know, Kick Hollows to 1 is a uh it's a vibe, uh, my you know. God, this so, yes. this got... You're
0: going to put and Ray. Then... I thought Ray was pay, hey, man. Bro, <laughs> what are you going ever...
7: to The choir effect
6: or like Summon kaleido Heart?
8: <laughs> no i've never it's, played it's uh,
6: pretty good um <laughs> all right
8: counterpoint uh sky strikers has way more ultis so yeah,
0: i've
6: seen a lot more love yeah. <laughs> i actually played strikers i'd rather on have screen, and when i was playing the deck uh reminiscent to what my friend craig said about adamant's is you can feel the just age on the cards like how old the cards are right because none of the cards do more than like one thing whereas a lot of the new cards all do a 100 different things like you summon a fenrir it searches it banishes something right you have like an anchor that can steal which is cool but like if you don't have your access to ray or like recursion you're dead and if your opponent makes you go first you're a mega dead and so it, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like the whole gameplay has to change like, we got the new level one. That card's wild. That card's very good. But at the same time, it's a monster card when I'm trying to see spell cards. And exactly. it's just not what we needed. We needed, like, a new Mobilize. Like, when I saw a new Mobilize, I was freaking out. I was like, we got it. Like, this this is it. This is the this deck. Is and it sucks." We got him. And, it, you did. know, like, even if we get three engage, it's just going to be an engine. Like, it won't be the deck, right? So I think that they would have to overhaul Stryker for Stryker to be like playable again. So we'll, we'll see.
0: This man just wants Kit to one so bad. Kit to <laughs> one, baby, <you> let's <laughs> go. Yeah, out.
10: I if think that was my right, expected right, uh, element. Cool. If a- anything else in elements, the chat,
0: Brad? Oh, ha- ha- me? I-, I played it a couple times. Uh, because I play decks in order to, to find out what the choke points are. And I've watched a couple of GG uh, videos, but I'm thinking about playing it now. I'm thinking about crossing that line. Don't tell anyone. One, secretly, uh, once you
10: start, I'm thinking about you, it. Like, I it. I used to hate the deck and then I played yeah, it. I and I'm that. like, I played it after everything got banned. And I'm like, bro, if this, de- if this just has one kit that it's still tears. Too much. Like that one deck is the much. most powerful deck ever printed.
1: Yeah.
10: I think it'll go down in history or... books.
1: Uh, A couple of mentions as well, um, mentioning as far as Fire King, uh, not getting more top at the regional, uh, or the YCS, especially being such like a new deck and, and, you know, uh, very consistent uh, from at least what I've been seeing um, online, so I think that is definitely, I think it'll definitely pick up um, as far as uh, people playing it and all that, but then again, there's so many different packages, Um, I'm sure that everyone's going to be wanting to be uh, playing the wanted engine, if they can, you know, manage to get it, because that's definitely uh, like the best consistency engine. Um, I'm also saying here that, uh, we're going to have a duel, guys. Um, it's, it's going to be Vanquish Soul Joe against Sword Soul Joe. Oh my god, has... yeah, for the Battle <laughs> of the Joes. Who, who
11: gets the right <laughs> to the name of Joe? His, his, his shower can't target my stuff because all of my stuff bounces. So, good luck, buddy. <laughs> no, I can't.
0: <laughs> all right but moving on to the next topic we got two more topics for you guys because i want to get this done before we get to uh lose everyone i know we're all enjoying ourselves and appreciate everyone for showing up live as everyone listening as well but moving on i just want to start looking over into the future a little bit have a little bit of a peek into what we might be seeing as far as what we could be seeing reprinted in all of these products that we have coming up we have a as a legend uh coming up we have the megatons coming up there's usually another ultra reprint set Uh, in the years past they've done things like uh maximum gold and last year we even had rarity collection which uh the potential for another rarity collection is actually there as well with how popular it was last year Uh, but starting from the top and going down what do you guys think needs access uh in 2024 that we got released in 2023 and then uh for the market watchers what do you think people should be on the lookout as far as like holding on to maybe they've reached their pre- peak value and they should start looking to get rid of them or maybe things that you should think that she should go up because you don't feel like they might get reprinted next year and we'll start top to go bottom
2: already uh some of the things i think we're gonna be looking uh forward to at least in like reprints that we need it going into 2024 20- is things like kura Divincarnate. i mean right now i know it's kind of like fallen out of people's side decks in the meta but like that some point in time it was a uh, very big staple in the side deck whenever we saw cash going live and honestly it didn't get the reprint we kind of thought we were going to see it it did get the ots ulti which was really nice but i think uh, we're going to see that in product in the future um given that we're seeing the prices of wanted uh the seeker you know like the sinful Soil uh spell like the wanted searcher as well as sp little knight i do believe one of those might be an ots ulti uh in the future because we do see konami kind of going down this trend of one of the like the, sometimes the most popular secret in the set will become an ultimate rare and the OTS. So that will kind of, it, it doesn't actually like really lower the the uh, value of the secret, but we do get a very expensive ulti that players have a little bit more access to potentially since a lot of them to go to locals and get these packs given to them. So they have more likely chance to pull that ulti uh, thrust than perhaps a secret rare one, cause they're just not gonna get those packs. You know, they're not gonna buy them. So other than that, I think, you know, maybe some, you know, more theory reprints you know like i think we do see the engine continuing whether you play uh, the sun avalon or just so we see theron getting splashed in builds and like yeah they were in the mega tins and such but i think they would kind of put them in other stuff and then perhaps uh going with how minadium was we might see more in the future mini stuff or a saw start frost like maybe structure or something to kind of give it all the support in one go so players could kind of you know maybe get some of the support for that
3: I uh, certainly case. agree. I definitely think the Minadium um, I can definitely see like probably being one of the mo- one of the decks that I can see getting a reprint soon. Um, although I feel like because Konami loves the Troller so hard, for some reason I feel like we're gonna get like ulti Vanquish Soul stuff, which I really hope we don't. I don't know why, <laughs> but I just feel like Konami's just gonna be like, "Yo, here's some ulti Vanquish Soul stuff," and I'm just gonna look at it and be like, Damn. "We are getting Rock. We I already Rock's already announced. Yeah, Rock's already announced." what's wrong amazed. with rock like i said i don't i don't really pay attention too much to what's what's coming out you know in the future but i don't know just i i felt like was, that's one of those archetypes that i just feel like Konami is just like oh we're just gonna roll this at you just you know if y'all want it i want it if y'all don't right, just living in here. the moment fix yeah,
0: this out right. here living
3: in the moment <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much but yeah i didn't even realize but yeah i don't know i just this one of those decks it's just one of those decks that i feel like they're just like all right we're gonna we're gonna high rarity this deck even though you know there's like a small Thank amount that. of people who you know actually enjoy the deck but I don't know, I feel like Manadium is probably one of the decks that I feel like probably will get the most reprints, because it's one of the, it seems like one of the most flexible. Like, there's just so many cards that the deck can ideally play, and there's so many ways that you can play it. Like, you have access to so many synchros and so many different options, as well as links and XYZs, so it's like, you kind of have so many options of what you can do with the deck, so it's like, it's, you know, kind of a toolbox deck where, you know, you want to have access to all the main deck cards, even though they're not really, like, expensive or, like, really high rarity, but everything says Visa Starfrost, so it's like, reprint the card, you know? Like... Konami yeah. loves taking one card that just fits in the archetype and it's just like, oh, just take that card and just mass reprint. So, I can definitely see Manadian probably being one of the biggest ones, um, them looking at. But, I mean, they could just give us a foil Phantom Knight wing, because that's the last card I need foil in Phantom Knight. Just saying. Just, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Over so, over do
6: you know effects. what other cards say Visa Starfrost on them? <laughs> Tier <To your>
0: cards? <laughs> oh my god, this man. <laughs> Someone get this man a fail or something. <laughs> he's not wrong, he's not wrong
5: and then moving on got fresh uh power of the elements some of the cards were skipped in this year's tins um so i think uh you know sprite blue for example has an ulti but maybe getting a new you know an ultra rare or something more accessible um primeval a planet perilino also is another one uh or Pellerino. man i'm bad with names guys um and then (laughs) kurikara obviously as was yeah yeah, as was mentioned and ultimate slayer just a couple of cards from power of the elements that i believe that should have more readily available um uh, reprints for us also a card like guilty gear free the magical steel knight you know a super poly target we want to make sure um you know that we can get more access to cards like that that were worth a billy and now they're worth like 20 15 20x the price um, if you want to make sure you have access to a card like that and then um, number 90 is a card that i've been telling people to sell um because when i see a card at 80 billies and by the way billies means dollars that's what i you know tend to say over there in my videos um 80 dollars for a card you know that's probably going to be what like under 50s under 40s thirties. i mean come on now at least half off 50 discount like i tend to say in my videos just um i don't know people like sometimes like to hold on to first that OGs. Oh, i can respect that but come on now if you have Lubellion did the same thing it was $80 and then like two three weeks later with the reprint it was in the teens you know what I mean so I like recycling purchasing power that's what I always like to say and if a card costs 80 billies today and you can get it for 15 bucks tomorrow come on now guys you know number 90 that's an easy sell and you still see people oh, I'm gonna hold on to my mean to each their own you know what I mean but that's a card that I would be dumping right now with the incoming reprint um, in battles of legend chapter one in February and
6: you know what's crazy about that too is that card's not even like that good. It's like most lists that play the horse cards, they yeah. just play Mids. zombie vampire. Mids. It's like, but exactly. well, we have the option to summon it. It's like, but you're not summoning yeah, it. that. an eighty dollar
5: back. option, an eighty dollar <laughs> option with a reprint coming in like a yeah, month or two is badass.
6: <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, for me, I always try to give back as much as possible. I do a lot of giveaways on my channel. I always make sure that people that can't afford cards get cards. Uh, it's the best thing about the community. I love that. Um, Everyone's always trying to give back. So for me, there's a lot of very mid decks right now that are extremely expensive, shout out Vanquish Soul, uh, that are just like, (laughs) why, right? Like the deck is okay, it's not bad, but I would love to see reprints on things like that because it's a deck that would be a good selling point on a new set, but at the same point, just make it like accessible, right? Uh, The other thing too was I'm pretty sure that they're holding thrust for something, right? Like it's going to sell some set in the future, whether it is Maze, whether it is uh, the battles of Legend, it's going to be in something. So if you do have Thrust, I highly recommend that you just get rid of them, unless you really need them for a tournament coming up, because we are going into like the holiday season. We're going to get the next YCS announced. We have Vegas coming up. There's going to be a ban list sometime soon. It's a good card to own. So like the way I look at it is like if I have a uh, staple, I'll just own that staple and accept that i'm gonna take an l on it at some point right i bought a place at a droplets mm-hmm. for 240. those are my droplets since they've dropped that's like, it. forever
0: forever. It's, forever it's just
6: like i'm never gonna move them there's no reason for me to move them i've gotten way more mileage out of them than i ever thought i would right like i've definitely made it back in like winning at like locals or like small tournaments or what have you and that's something that i'm okay with right uh, but I understand that, uh, as you said, like recycling purchase power, it's really strong in the game, especially if you don't have a huge budget uh, to make sure that you are moving cards like that. So if you don't move them now and they get reprinted, I'm sorry. L's on you, dog.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
6: and how about you, son?
7: Yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely not the product or market watch guy. I just take everything as it comes. I'm super OG in the fact that yo reprint everything so we got to even playing ground i want my opponent to have just as many just have access to everything that i do i want to even playing ground i don't want excuses or uh you know just mm-hmm. saying that oh you won because you had x card in your deck and i don't have it i can't afford it i love what gary does like believe me i i keep up on all this all stuff that's my boy and he really does give back and i'm i'm telling you like stuff like that is huge for incoming players like i think like if everything was just readily available it would just be i think our community would grow even more and i think it'd be just looked at in an even more positive light uh as far as cards yo, know shout out to my team first to last shout out to my boy logan he actually got second at uh the yc at uh, one of the ycs's uh when they had what was it the uh, rescue ace uh near in the final but he gave me some good ideas just cards that make sense to me uh looking at the list uh, xyz encore i think that's a card that i mean i remember this card being needed years ago and i still had a hard time getting it like even with you know the resources i have i gotta shout out my boy pete navarro because he literally plugs me with all the cards i need when i need them and like the fastest way possible like literally just uh i just remember this card is always needed it was just always needed i think i needed it i can't even remember if it was against Ophion or something that's how many years we're talking talking maybe it was something else he also mentioned Ultimate Slayer, which I thought had a reprint, but that just shows you how much I keep up with products. But that mm-hmm. card, it looks like it looks like it's sitting at at least twenty twenty five. And I mean, sadly, that card, like, yeah, you can play it now that, um, I mean, I know you're gonna riffle your feathers, but now that there's no Rise Heart, but you know, couldn't play it for mm. a while. R.I.P. Po- real one. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't couldn't <laughs> play it for a while, so. Um, Uh, Yeah, no, I 100% agree uh, with the thrust thing. I think it's definitely on the horizon. If you can, all the signs are kind of there. And just, uh, I guess just other stuff that I literally would just mention. I guess uh, just because we've been seeing it played more, maybe Clara and Rushka. It's a very odd card, but like just having another like readily available one. Maybe there is one, but uh, just because you can use it to go into SP, that's what some of the decks are doing. So yeah, just a good option. And yeah, no, I think for the most part, that's pretty much it. But my whole stance has always been just preprint every. Yeah, just re, just reprint just reprint. Yeah, uh-huh. just reprint everything so we can have an even playing ground, but then there wouldn't be a market. So, yeah, can't riffle too. So you just want covers, anarchy, but... no
0: big deal. It's all right. Anarchy yeah. for the right. I reason, mean
7: so. I mean make the make the, you know, the playing field like level it, like level I it do and agree then with it that really statement, does. You no, you're right there. Yeah. I don't like the excuse. It does. Though. Yeah, there's but a second, it is there's what it is, a secondary
0: like... market for it, you know. People
8: got to oh, make yeah, it Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
7: no. Oh, 100%, but uh yeah, no. This
8: so, uh, Claren Rusko was actually an OG print in Extreme Force. Hasn't seen a reprint since. Uh, not sure why, but it would be a great reprint. Especially when you look at how many reprint bots are, like, wasted, in my opinion. It, it kind of ruffles my feathers a little bit. But to talk about Thrust for a second, what I would personally do is, like GGYO uh, YGO said, like Slim said, uh, if they're going to use it to sell a product. There's not much in uh, Photon uh, Hypernova. I think it was called. There's not much yeah. they could really reprint, you know, Arise Hearts Band, all that. I think the Tins might even skip it like they did power the elements. There is potential there for them to do that. But what I would do for Thrust is since it's around about an $80 card, we do have OTS ultis at about a hundred. I think that if you're gonna spend $80 on this, you know, that's a good amount of money, say 240 for a set, Maybe you get a little cheaper for 200. You might as well spend a little more and get ultis uh, since they're gonna retain a lot of their value. And later on, if you have to get rid of cards, you have to recycle, right? Or let's just say you're a little short on bills. Those ultis, our original ultis, are gonna be worth a lot more than those secrets that could drop down like a lot. You know, compare secret droplets like OG to ulti droplets, for example. You know, if you got ulti droplets, they're still holding a good portion of their value, even with the rarity collection hit, while the OG droplets, they're not even holding, I think like so 15 much. right yeah. now, which is insane. Um for reprints, I'm looking at Konami doing two things here, which first of all, they need to look at some of the decks in the room and see, hmm, is there like a card or two that's way worth way more than some of the Aracara parts? Like Infernoble, for example, Heritage of the Chalice has been a 15 if not up to $25 card for, I don't even know, maybe a year at this point. Uh, That would be a great reprint. You look at Sunvalin, Omage Jasmine, I believe that is a dual overload, not even a dual power, a dual overload, Twenty eighteen set. That's like a $15 Ultra, they can easily reprint that. And another thing I think that Konami is looking at, and OTS 23 kind of proved this to me, is they're looking at Edison a lot more. Um, Edison's just a Mm -hmm. lot of money right now. I've had cards like Alley of Justice Cataster and Ulti that I got $15, mind you, that was full price up to like 80 90 like you know a lot of these cards that were considered bulk or cheaper are just way too inflated right now and when I looked at OTS 23 and I saw them reprint pulling the rug as a super rare a card that was no joke about up to a 15 dollar rare I know fresh can vouch for that and they finally reprint that we know they're reprinting it for Edison they're not reprinting it for modern so they're looking at Edison for reprints and I think that them seeing the good reception of that we may get more Edison reprints going forward I think that's something that Konami is also looking at but nothing too major I think we're gonna see them sprinkled in yeah you know two three four cards at a time because they see it kind of helps the set uh the last thing I'm gonna say really quick here at the one thing I would get rid of is unchained uh, the deck is pretty good it's got a lot of tops but most importantly konami has made their money on that by far they released you know their new cards in duels nexus we've got that corset a little while ago here yeah, i think it's like two sets old they're gonna hit unchained because like what well, we made our money it's got a lot of tops it had its format we're good so i would not hold on to unchained especially because it's quite expensive even for the cheaper Unchained, I mean, something that I'm completely shocked that, and crazy. I mean completely shocked, is it has a yeah a rare and a common print for Aruha. I believe that's the red one, and those are going for two to three dollars. And I'm like, that should not be a two or three dollar common. That is too crazy. Yeah. And prisons are just insane. It's Ultra starting yeah. at twenty twenty five. So I'm just with the get Mega Yep. So. <laughs> what about
1: you? Wanna check my bulk? <laughs> <laughs>
9: Um, I mean, as far as reprints go, I'm sure there's like an infinite list of cards right now that I could say I would like to see a reprint for. I can't think of all all of them off the top of my head, but the ones that come to mind are probably the most recent ones would be like SP Little Knight. Like no one likes a a card being $100, especially if it's like a staple. Like it's one thing if it's like an obscure collector card, like an old school ulti or something. Like that's one thing, but if it's like a current format meta staple, like no one wants to spend a hundred dollars on a cardboard rectangle. Um, so I think SP the Diabolus Star stuff, which I've been playing in for Noble, only because I've been able to borrow the engine from my friend who pulled it, because I'm not spending that kind of money on it. Same thing, I borrowed a, a second SP from him, right? Like so, just those things, and uh, Triple Tactics Thrust would be another one too. I have not got my hands on any of those. I've been going to locals all the time, and I don't pull any alties, so that's sadly not a, a strategy for me. So if your luck sucks, then forget about that that route. Um, but like another thing too is like the uh, the rarity collection. I think what they did with that was really cool, especially considering the prices on some of the uh, on some of those cards, like the the really cool rarities, like the prismatic stuff. Like I think that's really sick that they did that, and it would be really cool to see them do that again and uh the other thing too regarding like um accessibility i think one thing that yu Yu-Gi-Oh uh should do and i don't think they'll ever do just because konami is konami but kind of do something pokemon like what me. yeah exactly like <laughs> something similar to what pokemon does because i know some uh friends here in buffalo they play a lot of pokemon and one thing that they do is like they'll come out with a card that's like it's got to be in every single competitive Pokemon deck, and it comes in a, a array of different rarities. Like you can get the Giga Full Art, Shiny Gold Rare, and it's like one million dollars, or you could get like the Reverse Foil or whatever, and it's like twenty cents, and you can play that. So like if you want to bling out your deck, you can play the super expensive one. It holds second uh, secondary market value. Or if, you know, you want to eat that week as well and play Pokemon, you can get <laughs> the cheaper version. So I think it'd be cool. Like if SP Little Knight came out as a secret in the set, but you could also pull it as a, su- a super or a rare, or whatever, yeah. something like that. I think that'd be really cool. Given the but options I don't to think the consumer, right. I think it's good
0: Yeah. No, no. But yeah, like you're absolutely. right. Given the options to the player base would be something I think would make more sense. You're right. You know, and yeah. Instead of, of, instead, of, of instead of being, of being, being, being like. like, like uh, uh,
9: <laughs> yeah, instead of being like what they did with the BLS thing, we're like, it's going to come out as a secret rare, then we'll make it an ulti, and then you we'll get you guys a ghost rare for the third print. That was fucking sick. Yeah, and then you'll be an ult <laughs> after that. Yeah. After
10: that. Uh, piggybacking off, uh, Winner, what you were saying, the other cool thing that Pokemon does is, despite having set rotation, as long as the card's in the format, you can always play it. So yeah. even if you buy the super, like, nice, super expensive rare one, if the, uh, it'll always be in rotation. And I appreciate that they do that. Um, related to Yu-Gi-Oh! One thing that I'm trying, I'm hoping that Konami does is get a little more consistent on whether we're getting unlimited waves of stuff or not. I feel like to me that feels so frustrating that randomly some sets will get That's a good point. unlimited waves. So it's like, all right, you're gonna like that. And then it's that okay, turns that. the reprint clock off for those cards essentially for a very long time. So I'm just hoping that there's some kind of consistency thing there. Um, I think while the rarity collection was a start, I think we're potentially due for a dual devastator like set, uh, especially with. And I'm surprised they didn't do it when Master Duel came out because so many new players came in, and that would have been the perfect time to be like, "Here's every competitive card you're gonna need, and here it is in one set in one rarity, and you can, everybody can play with it." Because uh, I remember dual De- when dual Dev- devastator came out, I was getting back into the game, and that got me everything that I needed to get started again, but. For newer players, especially in the last, uh, before Rarity Collection, it was like good luck finding an affordable version of any car, any competitive card, because those are, you're just gonna have to keep finding them. Uh, while I don't know if they'll do this, because it potentially messes with the uh, the ban list, uh, for those who play Magic, uh, I just have recently gotten into like Commander format. Magic has a thing called the Reserve List, which is essentially a set of cards that are never, uh, Wizards of the Coast has said they are never reprinting these cards. Um, and the, Konami only has one card on the list right now, but I'm hoping that at some point Konami says here is a banned card collection because the amount of times that a card comes out off the ban list, and it's like by the way, this card's only been printed like two times and yeah. it's and one 15 of them's years a secret. ago secret right, one of them's a secret and the other came in a video game so good luck finding any of those Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that in some shape or form we get, because I think that would be a cool product like the pot collection where it was like we know that pot greed doesn't mean we know that everybody knows this card let's see if we can get some other value out of those cards those are some of the things that i'm hoping for just like very very tough point. to ask for it, but just Nothing a little but the best more coming consistency. from consistency
8: yeah no i yeah. agree everything 100%. uh can i add something real quick <laughs> yeah uh one thing that i don't understand why konami is not doing because they used to do this with banned cards is at least when they come off the list you can expect a reprint like somewhat soon you know within six months at least something announced and i look at the cards that were coming off the ban list stuff for like Den long and they're just they don't care they're not doing that even substitute if people want to play substitute that's like a 25 30 ish dollar rare it's got i think one printing only back in yep. and someone correct me if i'm wrong i think it was Gladiators assault i could be incorrect and they just they really do need to give like i said by the way great point mel they need to give us some type of either ban collection or at least be on top of when they unban a card to give us it back because they don't unban a crazy amount of cards every three, four months. Sometimes we get one, sometimes we get two, sometimes we get none. They could fit that in somewhere pretty exactly. easily.
0: And we as he said, know that it's coming too, so and then close us out with that one, Mr. Vanquished Soul Joe.
11: Oh man. Alright. A lot of great takes. Um and pretty hard to follow up. But honestly safe, for the me. Best yeah right, um, for me it would be the rarity spread on how we have it and I'm, I'm sure we touched this already but like how we had uh, Centurion just come out and every single card is an ultra it's like it makes the deck almost inaccessible for people that want to play it and I, th- I have a feeling that might have partaken into like the recent toppings for um, for the for the YCS um, not a lot of people wanted to touch that deck even though like it does it does what it does uh, okay-ishly but it didn't, um, it wasn't accessible, so like, maybe back to, back in the days how we used to have like three, two, two of the cards be uh, ultras for each archetype, as opposed to just dipping into um, one whole uh, deck itself and, you know, making it inaccessible. I was, I was pretty, I was looking forward to playing Centurion. Not the Calamity version, but, you know, if it's there, I would I would have done it.
0: This guy. <laughs> and then uh going into our last topic today because uh, i know gg's got to leave sometime soon he's this man's got to go 3p uh, his uh regional tops but the last topic uh, actually comes to us from uh adaptation of tuber mbt so for those who don't follow him or don't know who he is he's a tuber who usually does uh streaming on twitch and whatnot and he actually does conversation videos uh and discussion videos as well and he had one where he had dropped expressing to his audience that his opinion on there's no such thing as a quote-unquote good deck. There are just decks that are optimal in the format and are not optimal in the format that we're currently in. And just uh, going top to bottom real quick, uh, I just wanna run down and just see, does anyone have an opinion or disagree with that claim that there is no such thing as a good deck because, you know, a ban looks to come, uh, maybe a new card that's printed out that counters that deck, power creep, yada, yada. But do you agree that there is no such thing as a good deck forever that or
2: there's just decks that are come in and out um ghost tricks are always a good deck i'm going to start with <laughs> that all right i think we can agree with that but um meta i don't know i mean it, yeah yeah i mean i think unless it's like a tier zero deck i mean that statement can kind of be had it's like yeah every format or a couple formats you're gonna have the decks rotate out of course i mean it's kind of what's going to happen whether it's a rotating format or not which you know we know Oh isn't but i think tier zero decks like you know, GG still loves tier limits and they're still very good. And they're still just a couple cards off the list from just being back at that level. Maybe not quite where they were, but I mean, I decks that have been tier zero, whether that been Dragon Rulers up until they were banned or tier limits now, uh, they still have weight in the metagame until they're kind of fully removed from the algorithm. So and I think most decks are not like they're just. You know format dependent but there are a few outliers like e-dragons and your okay good points
3: well i'll definitely keep my my uh, very biased you know opinions on specific decks uh out of the matter but um uh, i definitely think that it's it's more for me about consistency i think that there are some decks that can just perform based on the accessible resources that the decks are printed at the time that they're made so like i mean you look at tier element like the deck was insane when it first came out you could just about play like a couple different engines in the deck and it would just function really well and then konami for some god awful reason just decided to print a shizu cards and then it was like oh now this deck is absolutely insane so it's like the consistency of what the decks are basically getting uh, due to the support either in the set that they are, are released in or the sets after in my opinion are what make them optimal i don't think it's necessarily just the idea that the deck is good across the board i think that again sometimes sub engines do allow you know certain decks to function better than others but um you know we have we've had our time i mean i definitely agree like decks like tier element and decks like um you know dragons have always just kind of had that consistency across the board they kind of always get support because of the fact that you know generically graveyard cards are good or you know you know dark cards are good or light cards are good so it's like you always have this like plethora across the board where it's just like consistency based on you know the different decks that different types of uh support that they're giving you know just work so i don't know like i said i think for me it's it's the consistency i think that when the deck comes out if it has the support it needs it'll do really well Uh, and then of course you know everyone decides to start playing cards to combat you know allowing those decks to remain consistent and you know do as well as they should so um like I said for me, it's all about consistency. I don't think that a deck just remains good, like, or is just good in what it does. It's all about basically, you know, the ban list, you know, neutering it, or you know, the deck just being as good as it is, just
5: you know, off printing. For me, I mean, a good deck has is all about uh, what can it do if it's like a toolbox, if it can play through, you know, certain negates, certain things, just the persistence that a deck can show. Um, when being faced. Uh, you know, through a diverse option of different decks, you know, when you go to an event, you play 10, 11, 12 rounds, just a piggyback. Obviously, consistency is where it's at, but also just persistence. This could be considered as a synonym, is as, as a synonym in a sense, or just being able to play through, to push through, you know, you, oh, you get ashed, oh, you get called by the grave, you get crossed out, this or this happens, like just having options, having that toolbox where, like, okay, this happened, but I can pivot, you know, I can change this, or now I can use this card where. The bad decks they you know, they play they have one playthrough or two ways to play the deck But the good decks, you know in my opinion even like tier limits, you know They get hit in the list But they still have so many different ways and options and you know things to do to still get it done to still get the dub So I mean for me, that's what I consider to be a good deck is a deck that has persistence that can play You know many different ways um, and that just can play through you know Hand traps and the gates and things of that nature and still get that dub.
6: I think that, so, like, I've already had this conversation with peeps in a video, we did a huge thing about this, talking about, like, what makes it deck good and what have you. Um, I think that overall, it's one of those things where, if you have a deck like Tier clearly the cards are just so, ar- like, already absurd, right? And even when we got Mama, like, the cards were obviously even better, but before that, it was already topping. Um, for me, it's a deck that can just play through as many interruptions as you need to, without having to use non-engine. I think the stronger that your deck is when you sit down and can go second without non-engine, it's the better deck. Um, For me, like at the regional Indianapolis, my last round, I broke Fenrir SP Double Emperor Gear Freed Angel Ring with a Tier Hand. Um, And it's one of those things where a lot of that like is just insane, right? Uh, There was a little bit of non-engine tied in there, but there also was quite a bit of engine that I was using. to Just go ahead and like kind of just pick apart the board, you know? Uh, which is really important to me. Uh, it takes a lot for me to sit down and really like, want to play a deck. Um, because if I know for a fact that I need to see non-engine to win a game going second, I'm not playing that deck at all. It's not happening. Uh, that's why we see Pax list, uh, the inferno list that he did really well with before. Uh, very different list of what we've seen. Uh, a lot of non-engine added to that deck. Because we need to make sure that when we go second, our combo deck does not die. Uh, and that's one thing where you can mitigate the board small enough to so where you can combo. Um, And so for me, it's still fine Like if you have to add in a lot of non-engine for your deck to work well. uh, But if you have a lot of room for non-engine, that also tells me your deck is pretty solid. Um, I don't think that it's real to say that a deck isn't good. Like, there's no, like, good decks overall. Because, like, if we do, like, a grand timeline of all the decks that have ever been a deck, right? And then we put them into today's timeline where everything's legal. Goki would not have done what Goki did with as many interruptions and board breaks today it would not have been the same deck at all today is when tier limit was going absolutely insane right like granted you have cards like shifter that are just problematic i hate that card uh you know whatever but um <laughs> granted uh we have all of those crazy cards that would just like destroyed the older decks even like guard dragon thunder dragon whatever you want to call it That deck would have gotten thrashed with what we have today. Tier Limit survived that and was the best deck, undisputed. Like, to me, that's a crazy-ass deck. And I think that's one thing where, yes, we do have good decks. Unfortunately, there are very few and far between. One of them is called Tier Limit. Uh, So it, it did break that argument. I would say before we got Tier Limit Mama cards, I would say probably not. But since we got something like that, the only thing that I wish Konami does and this is the same argument that everyone ever has when I talk about Tier Limit, is they go, we do not need a deck like Tier Limit. Why can't we just print more decks like Tier Limit and have a whole new bar for what a good deck is? If there was four decks in the room that all played like Tier Limit, nobody would have complained. It, obviously like different functionality, right? You're not all fusing from yeah. Grave or whatever. The That's same strong. power level though. yeah. Right, if we could have a better ceiling, because I'm kind of tired, honestly, of playing a lot of decks that we just look at them all in a format and we're like, these are all tier 2 decks. Like, uh, Hartford, uh, Hartford uh, format, where it was like Short Soul and Striker and everything. Every deck yeah. in that format was tier 2. Every deck in that format was tier 2. Um, I would prefer to have a format where the power ceiling is actually strong. Uh, but that's just me. I know a lot of people feel very differently, uh, but that's just my take on the whole situation.
0: So before we move over to Slim I know that we're going to be losing uh UGG just cuz you got to get some rest for your 3 peat for tomorrow so you want to get any uh shout outs or any uh you know final thoughts out right quick before you uh you got to take off
6: Uh don't change your deck list like me last second I definitely don't recommend it Uh so <laughs> it don't be like I, I think i think that it's one of those things where you have to evaluate a format and as much as i want to run the same exact list going from event to event getting second and fourth fire king is a deck now runook's being looked at And if i don't walk in that room tomorrow with cosmic cyclones on my sideboard i think i get just tossed around in the in the room you know like and that's one thing where i don't want that to happen if you play against centurion it's solid if you play against fire king their end boards like sunlight wolf ip draw phase cosmic fire king island blow up their board they summon grunix who cares combo kill uh there's a lot of things that you're allowed to do um where i don't want to see like an opalooza summoned on me right um then like crow crow objectively does more into labyrinth because you can clear the Ku clock uh it does more into fire king it does more into a lot of different decks. so if you have uh i see this happen all the time with people before events they're like oh i don't know if it's the correct choice like Go with your instinct. Like, if you think in the room of nine rounds that you're going to be seeing a really crazy spread of everything, make the call. Because if your side deck is too geared, like, I was really afraid of Pearly, and I always had Xyz Encore at my side. Uh, the second I pulled that card out, I've not played against Pearly in 17 rounds. So I definitely think there's a lot of warrant to being too afraid of a certain deck. Uh, but there's going to be variety. Prepare for variety. Um, shout out to everyone that watches the channel. I appreciate you all i uh, going to keep chugging along until we hit 30,000. You know, that's the next big goal. Uh, very exciting. And I uh, appreciate all of you had, for having me today. Uh, a lot of fun conversation. All of you had really great points. And 3P uh, tomorrow.
0: Mm-hmm. Before you guys leave, I think I see Winter Kills here. He said, Wild take. I wanna see, I'm want to. curious, is that because of the shifter you said to you need to get banned?
9: I was talking about. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, it was the MBT thing. Been- yeah. No, it's the MVT thing. Even though I think shifter should be banned too. Fuck that card.
0: I about to say, all right, I I don't know how you think that's a wild take. I think you're you're on that same wave. All right, but thank you so much
5: for joining us. If possible, one question before he leaves. Um, You know, just how many all of us have been on YouTube? You know, taking. He's mentioned 30k and things of that nature. Just wanted to know, like. Before he leaves, like how how long have all of us been on YouTube just quickly, you know, just to have that insight, like some people, maybe months, other years, other decades, you know, whatever, you know, yeah. so, yeah. So just a question. So Gigi,
6: I had for you guys. Uh, so I've been on for four years. Uh, I started uh, so I didn't take it seriously uh, beforehand. I posted like a video here or there just to like do it because people would always ask me for like advice. Uh, So I would just be like, I'm just going to make a video about it and throw it up there. And then I'll just link you the video instead of repeating myself a hundred times, you know. And uh, then I started posting content and I was really pretty happy with content, but I couldn't figure out the algorithm. And I had full-time college, full-time work, uh, moving out. There's a lot going on. I was going to quit doing YouTube. just couldn't really keep up and... Honestly, just too many other things were taking precedence at the time. Uh, so my friend said, before you cut the channel, make one video, to put everything you got into one video, and then post it. And if it does well, stick around. And I said, okay. So that is where where to hand trap. Oh, it's already a video, but uh, that one in particular, I took as much time as possible, this whole video together, uh, posted it went into my kitchen, I uh, had a sandwich and I was sitting there, I was ready to eat. And I, I remember this so vividly. The second I lifted it off the plate, my phone started vibrating like crazy. And I was like, what is going on? I thought I was getting like phone calls. And I was like flipping it and seeing like notifications. I was getting like emails, like notifications. And when I was finished, I looked at the view count. It was at 18,000 views in like a couple hours. And I was like, that's insane. My uh, sub count was up 2,000, 3,000, uh, and then it kept going. Uh, and so that alone was really important for me as like a turning point to like know that people really like the content. Um, and that's one thing I'll never take for granted. It was awesome. Uh, so my huge thing is that, you know, if you ever look at an account on a video and you see it as low, realize that people still watch that video and those people are still watching your other videos. And eventually other people will also watch those videos um it did take about two years for my channel to really kick off but uh four years total and going strong
5: awesome go. that's impressive thanks for sharing man so, and yeah i still want to yeah, know everyone gonna... else but obviously he has to go you know yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you already know what progress. to do man
0: absolutely you appreciate you having on i'm definitely reaching out to you thank you and then we're gonna move over to slim i'm yeah. um, gonna have him say back on topic uh, do you agree with there being a uh, no such thing as a quote unquote good deck? And then I know you have to bounce out too with your yeah. fiance. So you can give yeah. your take on how long you've been here as well before you did.
7: Uh, <laughs> since the beginning of time, basically. But um, honest, <laughs> on, a, honest, on a like serious note, I actually do disagree. I love you, Joseph, but I disagree. Like um, I played in every format, as everyone knows, minus Necroz, which was undoubtedly the best deck, like a good deck there's pretty much what gary said like there's gonna be a good deck every format there's been a good deck since the beginning of time like if you've watched Yu-Gi-Oh history there's always a good deck like it doesn't matter what anyone says you can try to make the argument that a deck isn't you know really initially good but if it's winning consistently if a lot of the main deck is not changing and you're just changing well, you're changing a couple cards here and there you just can't deny it Like. You have your goat formats. you have your Edison formats. Like, you know, like Edison format, okay, that's super, there's a ton of good decks. But even they're at a point now where they know what the best deck is. Yeah, I think it, according to Frazier, I think it's something with frogs. I think it's hero frogs or something like that. I might be a little far behind because I do try to keep up on Edison too since I did live, I did play through that too and live through that. So that was, that was interesting too. But um, no, I, I think that a deck, I think the biggest thing is that a good deck will get established by the player base by the community and it'll be recognized as a good deck like you'll have those one-off wins i think the most random one which was cool as hell was when world chalice won that ycs in europe like it was the most random thing and then everyone could say oh my god world chalice is a good deck we're not saying it's a bad deck but it was just the pilot there were so many factors as to why it did well but formats are named after the best deck like teledad you can't tell me that teledad was not a good deck like if you were entering a real tournament without teledad you were playing the lose at that point that's really the truth and I have to say like dragon ruler format while it was established as the best deck you could play other decks but you know tier element pure power pure power tier like literally like you just kind of knew you were kind of going in with a handicap to be honest so i do disagree i think that there are good decks they are going to be established the community will you know kind of make it evident that they are good decks and basically you know every every format it pretty much changes like some decks may linger a little longer like some will come back as the best deck i think striker is like a huge (laughs) like uh like most wanted for that like they definitely yeah. have come back. And I think that that's what's going to continue to happen. Like you see what's happened with tier. It's had a resurgence, even with all the hits it's taken. Like they're still even trying to play it in the OCG. So like the deck is still considered good. It's still considered decent. Is it considered the best deck? No. Is it up there? Absolutely. But I think that uh, there always will be a good deck established, you know, by the community player base. And it, it'll just change time to time. Like there's no denying that even though Rescue Ace lost the, in the finals, it was still projectively the better deck. But the way the game's played out, everyone's going to think Bistio Runic is the best deck of the format, and it's not. It is a good deck. It is a decent deck. But taking all the other factors, and then, no, agree um, that. yeah, that's that's just my take on that. And then, yeah, standing I've been ten on toes s-
0: down, standing on business. <laughs> yeah,
7: and uh, yeah, no, basically, um, yeah, I've been around since 2011. As wild as that is to say. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, (laughs) Yeah, and it was just, you know, it's something I wanted to do when I discovered it I thought it was really cool Talking about something that we're all Obviously passionate about, just kind of giving Our own opinions, taking it from a, you know What I thought at the time was like a different perspective You know, trying to be, you know A little casual, a little competitive, realizing that I just Really do reside with the Literally with the Competitive content, that's just How it is, it's very hard to kind of deviate from that after all these years but you know to me it was just a fun hobby to do and that's really you know that's really what it is and to me it's just cool to still come on here and you know uh, you know being what I can uh pretty confidently say being a veteran I can really say I've seen it all I've experienced it all I've even been to Worlds in 20 was it 2013 or whatever year it was it was in Vegas so I've seen I've seen the big stages I've seen all the cool stuff so I have really like lived like a good part of my life like seeing you know the game for what it is and I just think it keeps getting better like I'm pretty optimistic with it I think that You know, I think that they're just going to find more and more ways like there's going to be new cards, going to be new decks, but it's, you know, just something. And then people ask me for advice. I'm not a full full time content creator. I never wanted to be. I never will be. I have a career. I have, you know, things that I do. I just do this on the side for fun. And it's just to, you know, keep up with the game, you know, give, you know, my audience what they want. But my best advice is make the content that you enjoy. And Gary really gave a lot of good advice. I think that's really what it is, is don't be discouraged. Don't let everything be dictated by your numbers because that doesn't mean anything. I, like, I'll like i be straight up honest. I think my numbers are shit, but do I care? No, because I can walk into an event and I can know 98% of that room. And that's what it is for me. Like, Like Johnny and I know pretty much everybody. We've spoken about this before. Like you give us a top cut list. We'll know about 95 to 98, maybe even all all top 32 or top 66, uh, top 64 players that we've been around this long. So mm-hmm. it really just comes down to just make the content you like, you know, don't focus so much on the numbers, you know, unless you're a Market watch channel. You know, shout out to you guys because yeah. <laughs> the, num- the, num- the numbers really matter there. But <laughs> yeah, honestly, like talk about what you want to talk about. You know ask your audience i would say that's a good thing too. ask your audience what they really want to see because they're the ones that are watching you and supporting you and maybe you'll discover something new uh you know along the side and you know don't be afraid to try something new even if it doesn't do well in the beginning give it time and i think that that way you'll just really kind of you know you'll really kind of find like what makes you happy making the content and don't expect to blow up overnight don't expect to be a full-time content creator because knowing all of them like i do I can tell you, even though they do it, even though it looks easy, even though it looks like the ideal, the dream job, if you want to call it that, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. You don't know what they're going through in between. And I mean, they really, you know, took, I would call it a risk doing something like that, especially, unfortunately, with Yu-Gi-Oh!, we are just not going to be as big as, you know, some of these other topics on YouTube. We're a very, very small niche community. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, niche. Yeah. So it's, it's really just you know do it for the right reasons don't look at it as a get rich quick scheme to be honest because you're not going to make anything like to be honest like all the time you have to put into it you know do it for the right reasons and I think that's like honestly the best advice I can give because you know just just do you know just just keep it real like that's that's just there's been a modest thing that's always just how I've been and don't you know, don't create a persona. If you're like me, don't create a persona that's not you at, a, you know, outside at events. Like, be the same person, and like, people will always remember that. They'll always just know, like, yo, I'm exactly the same as, I am, here, right as I am here as I am at an event. I mean, that's that's just advice. Like, I mean, I have to, I have to say, like, I am old in this community. I've been around a really long time, and I've seen a lot of things. I've learned a lot of things. Made a lot of mistakes and don't be afraid to make mistakes like just don't be afraid to take losses in this game like you learn i learned so much from my losses i lose a lot like let's cut let's get the shit i lose a lot and i learn a lot in the process and you know same thing with content and everything like you'll learn a lot you know from your least performing videos to everything and you know you'll just eventually find a way to perfect your craft in a sense so yeah so whether you're a small channel whether you're an established channel keep doing what you're doing if you enjoy it like I always say like if you're you know in that sense you're winning how are you ever losing so that's all i got but uh (laughs) yeah but i just want to thank you guys you guys are all awesome um before i go if any of y'all are ever down to collab hit me up either here Uh, on discord or whatever i want
8: to say one thing real quick so first of all Bro, I love your content I Thank thought you. you were uploading at like 2010 so when you said 2011 I'm like oh there's no way I call him the first year because I'm 25 years old right so I remember when I was 10 years old okay like 10 year old Saki over here clicking on slim watching the rescue rabbit deck profile going like dude bro I gotta get forbidden lances I, I, like, still, got, I still got those rabbits Thank, yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> really you do? That's awesome.
7: I do. I, I kept a couple things uh, cuz I did actually like uh, move a lot of my collection, but I did keep um my rescue rabbits cuz those are just so sentimental to me and I actually well obviously I kept my Minerva cuz Johnny would never let me live it down and if I got you, rid of yeah. it. Unless it becomes yeah. worth a house one day, then
8: no, then I think we'll both here. I think we'll I think no, we'll, have we'll get to rid of ours. Him. Yeah, for
7: sure. We'll get rid yeah. of ours at the, we'll get rid of ours at the same time. You but,
8: could rent uh, it out together. pretty
7: much pretty much (laughs) well appreciate your time
0: Slim I know you got some things you gotta do I'm gonna let you guys go
7: Uh, we're gonna follow
0: through with the rest of the topics for everyone else and then at the end I'm gonna have questions and answers from the chat and then we'll also start with the rest of Fresh's how long you guys been here and how long you guys uh, been doing YouTube so appreciate you coming Uh, on man I would definitely make sure we reach out to you for more work in 2024
7: yeah absolutely Uh, by all means like I said my my, uh, messages are always open if anyone's down I'll always you know Always glad to help out help out and give back. So, y'all have a good Can one. And vouch.
8: Yeah. Peace out, y'all. Peace, later. Peace
7: Thank you care. again. I'll see you guys later. So, uh, Take so, care.
0: So, so Moving to Saki yeah. quick, we're going to go over to, um like I said, just a quick thing on do you agree with what's good a good or, deck? Yep. Yeah, what's a good deck? We're going to follow so, through with that all the way through from you to winner, and then we'll do the first thing I'm going to
8: do. It. First thing I got to do is I have to admit this fully, and some people might not like this. This is kind of a semantic question, in my opinion, because, like, what's a good deck? everyone that's a subjective question everybody's going to say something different right the question is more to prop up discussion rather than to find an answer if that makes sense at oh, least yeah. that's how i see the question now what but to answer in my own ways what i think is a good deck is simply staying power right how long could it be relevant in this game in and out right for example we'll always see well, at least I thought we would see Strikers more in and out, right? Not so much lately in the last year, but more in and out. We've seen Tear uh, staying as well. And one deck that I would consider, probably in my opinion now, I'm going to get really hot here, probably the most broken archetype of all time and something I definitely consider a good deck with its staying power is Zodiac um even when at like years after its reign when we got zeus and phantom rage we started seeing zoo pop back in just because it was able to loop zeus with like multiple materials <laughs> I, I believe it's actually gotten a few top 32s back during around the phantom uh, rage era and konami saw that and that's why i think in the same it was uh, they're the same list or back to back we got a barrage and a dry ban again and they brought back dry at one point bandit again it's all really about staying power uh and that's kind of how i would personally answer the question uh when it comes to like matter relevancy what is a good deck you know a deck that also can't really come back from the list. like oh you give it one card like tier for example right even if it goes to like you know be a weaker deck let's say we didn't give it kit and then we give it kit does it bounce right back it does well it's a good deck you know uh, with Zodiac, right? I since we got Centurion released, people are saying if Centurion, Centurion would be a much better deck if we got a Zodiac, Dryden to one, right? Not even Barrage, just Dryden, right? And I'm like, okay, well, if we could get just one card back, you know, that's kind of a good deck.
9: That's kind of how I see it,
3: personally. Hmm. And okay.
9: then Uh, so, let's see here. I think uh, what Saki said,
0: with, yeah,
9: Yeah, I think what he said um, about it's just something to prop up discussion, definitely I agree with. Like, It seems like kind of just like an obvious, like a question that just has a super obvious answer, like, yeah, like such thing as a good deck, like obviously there is such thing as a good deck, like to say there's no such thing as a good deck is just like a super like, weird take just to have a take and then just to make a video about it and have it get a bunch of views, a bunch of comments, and a bunch of shares or whatever. Like that that's one thing, like I don't I don't have any issues with somebody trying to do that. But like I think that's just such a a stupid take and a dumb question. Like obviously there are good decks. Like Tier is obviously a good deck. Just to say that like it's not a good deck just because it can get hit or the format changes or so many years go by and it's not like that doesn't change the fact that at one point it was a really good deck. It was the best deck. It's like it's like, yeah, I don't know. That's just that seems like a very looking too far into the weeds type type deal for that that kind of question. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really don't have anything else to say about that. Other than that, like and like what everything fun, yeah. other, everyone else said already too is like, you know, what qualifies a good deck? Consistency, staying power, uh, just power that's level overall. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, I just I, I think that's kind of a, a dumb take. Honestly, I don't know. What about
10: you, Mel? I think when I when I saw this question and I watched the video, I kept thinking, we. It's hard to say. Like, yes, there are good decks. T- tier zero decks are good decks. Um, I think there's a saying. If it's a good deck or not, eliminates the idea of like how the pilot is, which I think a pilot changes. Like some pilots mm. can completely alter the tier, the level of a uh, the level of a deck. Like if I gave GGYGO mech knights he'd probably bring that to a tier one and a half just because of sort of the deck the deck lights and the deck style um but i think when i when i heard this question i thought more about engines and what engines like how many decks are propped up by engines so i just did some math about the the top 64 of the most recent ycs and Sinsful spoils was in uh 47 of the top 16. so like that engine is a good engine and some of the decks in there would not have been there without that engine so i think when we think about whether a deck is good we have to factor in how many engines does the deck need to be good because like right now t- if you played pure tier elements just by itself even with the shuff the millers and the shufflers it's not gonna it needs other things to prop it up it's not gonna run pure partly because it doesn't have enough of a deck. it doesn't have enough engine to keep going but Throwing in extra engines creates the good deck, and I think for me, thinking there are some decks that some are some archetypes and some types that will just always be good. Like dragons will always be good. Misk yeah. will be or dinosaurs will be are good. The, the only reason dinosaurs are where they are right now is because Misk is at one. If Misk is at three, dinosaurs launch up at least instantaneously. Good. Like yeah, it's they. It's just because there are some cards that some archetypes have that are just so much stronger than everything else. And even ones that were printed a long time ago, like Barrier Statue of the Winds, was printed so long ago, and it Battle took dog a, impact. It, yes, it was <laughs> printed so long ago, and then Marked Flu out. came out, and it becomes a super dominant card. Like it launches the deck up. So I feel like it's hard to say whether a deck is good without also understanding the pilot and the different engines that and the different engines and cards that go into a deck.
0: Always the best for Mel. I love you, Mel. and then uh, closing out we got Banker Soldier
11: hey hey okay so I think there, there is such a thing as a good deck, but it's based on many attributes like Mel said it's the player I um, aside from the engine. I also think it's a part of its environment So like what is what are the cards that are you know currently out if a deck puts out a strong board? Well, like with monster negates obviously if you're playing Dark Ruler no more you get destroyed So it, it has so many factors to it. So I, I do think there is such a thing such a thing as a good deck It's just relevant up to what it's in the environment at the current moment that you're playing with you know
0: no, no I, I agree with I agree with
11: actually everyone, even uh, Slim who
0: isn't here right now, but even just him disagreeing with it, just saying flat out, no, there are good decks and there are results to prove this and you guys are just all smoking crack. So I can understand <laughs> that point. But I do objectively get that, hey, yeah, this deck is good because of this. I think GG was also right where he said, if I take any powerful deck, if I take Teledad in its entirety the way that deck is back then and put it right now into this format with everything at that deck legal, it stands no chance you know what i'm saying yeah, so it just yeah. it's it's a product of their environment and i think the environment's ever changing so obviously the products are forever going to be changing but that's just my own uh viewpoint but before we start closing out this episode i just want to get the uh chat a little bit of interaction a little bit of time to ask their questions so while we're answering uh the prior questions i want the chat to start asking all of your questions you guys can at specifically who you're asking the questions to to make it go a little faster I'm gonna go uh, everyone's gonna go from top to bottom saying uh, how long they've been on YouTube and I think another question I saw was one advice if you wanted to be a youtuber I try to keep them uh, probably close to like a uh, two minutes and then while we're doing that and that runs through Brad I'm gonna have you chuck the chat and everyone can at their content creator that they want to talk to. They got a question, a statement about, and then we will uh, actually have you come up and raise your hand and come speak of it. And we'll have Brad uh, put you up there. If you don't have a microphone, you you don't have to raise your hand. You can just uh, type it in chat, but we'll, you can, if you raise your hand, if you want to ask it as well. So we'll start from the top and how long you've been on YouTube? One uh, piece of advice.
2: Uh, YouTube, I think it's been, like, a year and a half, two years at this point since I, like, did my first video. But, like, this last year itself has actually been where I started to consistently posting. Um in the community, uh, I definitely started playing when like Metal Raiders was out. I remember like my first pack was an ultra-rare change of heart. So that was actually really sick. Uh like just the artwork of Yu-Gi-Oh! is what actually got me into it. And we used to do a lot of streaming for uh Yeti Gaming Live way back in the days, like 2013, for like E Dragons and stuff like that. So that was a long, long time ago. So we did that for like the local scene and even did like one regional stream way back when. But as far as like YouTube scene, it's only been about two years and one year inconsistent. And anything I'd say go going into like newer YouTube, make sure it's something you're enjoying. Don't just make something that you're like, oh, this is what people are gonna click on. Make it something you enjoy talking about. Make it something that you don't mind doing every single day and then keep consistent. I think number one is consistency through everything.
0: Yeah,
2: I agree with that hundred percent. Consistency
0: is key. in anything. we got figs. I think you're muted, figs.
3: You're right, yep, my bad about that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I've been in the YouTube channel, uh, my channel's been around since 2022. Uh, I got back into playing, I think, like 2021 after stopped playing in like 2016. Decided to start making content because I, you know, brought back Old Faithful, you know, playing uh 2015 decks. Um, but yeah, my channel is very niche. I definitely enjoy, you know, doing more niche content. It's definitely, I mean, I do post you know a lot of my winnings and stuff, and, and you know, when I do well, uh, even if I'm not playing. Um, you know, Phantom Knights or anything else. Uh, very rare I do play something other than it, unless my deck is utterly unplayable in the format. But, um, you know, I, I stick to one deck. I don't, I'm don't. i not big on deviating because I like to spend a lot of time. So I definitely suggest, you know, with content, I do like watching, um, you know, I do like watching a couple of competitive people. And I think it's more just on the type of content that they're posting is more... Um, niche I like niche content for me it's more about you know sticking to specific topics and being able to provide um you know content that's very specific to you know what you need because a lot of us you know a lot of times like I'm not a fan of watching stuff that I'm already like competent in like for me it kind of feels like a waste of time if I'm going to watch a video about you know something that I already know about so I do like niche content and I definitely think that um you know it's you know it's not as good in the YouTube space because of the fact that you know not everyone else wants to watch content about, you know, Phantom Knights, or no one wants to watch content about Sword Soul or, you know, Vanquish Soul. But in the same regard, you know, there are people who do care. And sometimes your points, even though they are very specific and very niche to a specific topic, sometimes can help with certain things that people are struggling with. So, uh, you know, definitely be mindful of that. I, I've gotten a lot of good feedback in terms of um, just my opinions because sometimes, again, they're not always, you know, very one sided. You know, I, I tend to have a pretty broad spectrum, even though I am, you know, on one thing. But, Like I said, it's been a year and, you know, my, I feel like it's been a good journey so far and hopefully I can continue to, you know, have that journey on uh, YouTube, so. There
0: you go. I agree. Appreciate that. And then Fresh. Yeah. Yeah
5: yeah well in two weeks is like 10 months yeah yeah i'm the rookie the rook mm-hmm. you know I always used to watch house of champs uh, v i always shout them out you know watch their market watch content also before meeting saki saw a couple of his videos as well just so informative always you know all three of them and obviously there's more market watches out there and things of that nature but um you know from them it, that's where the inspiration came from just adding my own touch to it um just analyzing the markets. I've always been attracted to the markets, cards, just the moves they make, just the possibility to buy penny stonks two three x four five just that potential to buy in the dollar car sell it for 10 down the line you know what i mean so that's what i was uh, mainly always attracted to and you know it's a pleasure to be able to have my you know little book community you know i um, just putting myself out there and uh, like uh fixed form said just being niche about it um you know market watches have a reputation where you know they're not that good anymore uh, people you know prefer more mainstream content things of that nature but the it's like you dying. know y'all been saying yeah yeah, yeah yeah no one's paying attention to it but it's, it's it's about doing what we love you know what i mean so if you're if we're having a good time and we believe we're providing value to me that's everything and then i try and do daily videos as well at least for now you never know i'm just to try and stay consistent um and put myself out there and you know it's been a blast so so yeah I, I can't wait to reach a year now in about two months celebrate that and then just keep going you know what i mean so so yeah and so yeah. how long you've been on what's
0: one piece of advice you give to these guys
8: so I've been on for, I'm gonna say five years. The channel was created a little bit beforehand, but as part, say it's Team Sakurazo, but it's mostly just me. Um I only posted a little bit here and there with my friends. I never really took it too seriously until a little bit in 2019. I tried to, to be a little more consistent with stuff, but in 2020 is when I really sat down and really focused on it because number one, we had COVID, right? So I had way more time. And I liked Yu-Gi-Tubing, it's just being in college, all that, I didn't really have the time. And one thing I did, and I'm gonna highlight this as a mistake before I answer what you should do, is I looked at it as in I should have a certain amount of uploads just to see if I can get somewhere. In reality, I should've sat down and figured out some of the stuff I really want to do and really want to love for the channel, but I didn't really do that. I kinda treated it a little more as a grocery list in 2019. And in 2020, when I really sat down, was like, you know what? I want to do market watches. I want to do this. I want to do that. That's when a lot of the success, the love, and the passion, all just, everything essentially came together. So I really want to say I started YouTubing in 2020, especially because, you know, that's just, again, how I, when I felt like I was an actual, I took it more seriously. I don't know really how to describe it more, but... Um, my advice would probably be is if you want to do yu for your YouTube, uh, make sure you really love this game, because if you're doing it and then you get burnt out within a year or a year and a half, you're not gonna- you're gonna regret it, right? You're not gonna be happy with it, uh, as well as you need to realize at the start- and I think this is for all YouTube genres, but even- especially something that's more niche, Is you sit down and realize that you're going to be doing it for yourself and to have fun or to grow a community and just relax. Realize that you are not guaranteed a single thing, right? No one's guaranteed to do you any favors and that you might fail and you need to be okay with that before you you even upload your first video, right? because the amount of people who, and this'll sound a bit like a rant, I don't mean it to, but the amount of people who have started channels or wanted to, and I've helped them out, uh, and I've given them not only advice, but I say, hey, if you reach this milestone, you know, we could call up, just to see that they were serious about it, right? Uh, And They had some commitment. I see them getting burnt out or just stopping or being like, you know what? I don't wanna do this anymore, like one day very early. Uh, So you really do need to make sure that you kind of have that drive. Uh, If you want to start willy-nilly to see where it goes, hey, that's how some success stories have been. But I think if you're at least prepared to not expect anything, it's going to go a lot better for, for you at the very least.
0: Yeah, the lower your expectation, the more value you can see out of it. Oh, yeah. Hopefully.
8: If anyone has any other questions, you guys can at me. I love questions a lot. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Lie. It
0: looks like we got, we got two questions. We'll get to at the end for everyone, and then uh, we got a winner right now coming up. How long you been in the game, homeboy? And then one piece of advice.
9: Uh, so I started in 2014, like mid 2014, and that's just when I got back into Yu Gi Oh, and was playing with friends, my brother. Um, after a long period of not playing. Um, and I just decided I would start recording stuff just because at that time, at the age I was, I was like, being a YouTuber, is like, that's what I want to do. So I was like, this is, I'll start with this. Like, this is a new passion. I have a new hobby. I'll just post videos of this and see where it goes. And, you know, all these years later, here we are. Um, but one piece of advice, I mean, there's already been so much great advice given, but it'd be like, just if you if you had and this goes with anything like even outside of you just like content creation in general like you just make things that you enjoy doing like like the the process of being creative and like putting a video together and filming all these different things for it and making graphics and just having fun in that creative process and being able just to have fun also sharing those things regardless of what metrics they might pull, you know, how good they're gonna do, et cetera, et cetera. Just if you have fun doing all of those things from start to finish, you know, going to locals and recording yourself playing and just sitting back and commentating over the experience. If you really like doing that, the whole thing start to finish and you put it out there, I think that in itself is success. Um, because not many people, you know, will go through all the work to do that. Um, so be like, well, why would you, why would you bother going through all that stuff? Like, just go to locals and play. But if you really wanna, you know, get into that content creation stuff, you gotta love all of that stuff. And um, and once you, once you get to that point, you'll find that it's just very rewarding to look back on all those things that you've done, and uh, just do it for that. And at that point, you know, you start doing it for so mu- so long, and uh, eventually, like, people will catch on to that. People will see that you genuinely like doing what you're doing. And uh, you'll just slowly, really slowly build a base from there. And you know, if it, if it goes somewhere and you get super popular, then great. If not, like you're still having fun, you know, doing what you like doing and just sharing it with people. At the end of the day, just nah, If you guys get super popular, you, like you better come
0: back and come pick me up, bring me up. <laughs> I'm trying to get super popular. Oh, too, you know it, you know it. <laughs> Y'all get yeah. the, the goo here. So, <laughs> how about you? I'll, I'll let Mel and uh, Joe both answer because they're both in the same entity. So. Uh, you guys yeah. can, how long you guys been in the space and then one piece of advice from each you guys. Sure, you can start.
11: Sure, sure, sure. Um, so I started, I picked up the game back uh, during the pandemic um, and I had just recently moved to New York um, and I, I didn't have any friends. And uh, for me, that was, you know, it, it's something that I really wanted to get back into. I hadn't played Yu-Gi-Oh! Since uh, towards like the middle of high school and um it, it just, it, it, there was a comic store right down my street, so I felt felt like that was very fitting to like go ba- get back into. Um, so I, I was looking at, uh, I remember vividly typing in best deck in Yu Gi Oh! on YouTube, and then <laughs> I got, uh, um, like <laughs> yeah, and I saw, um, was it? it was virtual world. I bought the deck, I was very excited. I spent a hundred dollars on the Zeus, which you know, I, re- I regret now, but. <laughs> Um, I did get my mileage off of it. Um, so, And then I went into the comic store. And I didn't even call ahead of time. But they were like, yeah, we're not hosting games until like a couple months from now to a year. Because we're still under the pandemic. And I'm like, alright, fair enough. Um, so, come, come past that. I started meeting a lot of cool people, cool friends. I love the game. Um, not just for the social aspect, but also for the... It, it rewards a, a player. It rewards, it, um, just it's, <laughs> it's a so lot much of fun. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just something that genuinely I love, and it like it makes the inner kid of me that uh, didn't get the chance to have fun as a kid now actually get to enjoy something that it's out of purely enjoyment, nothing selfish. Yeah. I'm so it and, and it's something Our that we wanted to one. share
10: yeah right <laughs> uh, so we full transparency part of the podcast is not a primary youtube channel we do have a youtube but we don't upload consistently we're not uh that is not our primary platform uh we are a podcasting channel and uh we've, i think for us that and that's been since 2022 so i think for us the biggest at least for me i, I, I won't let joe speak but i'll speak for him <laughs> um the best thing that we found was Having a group of people that you could like talk to and rely on, even if they're not necessarily part of your team. So like for us um and X, I've seen you kind of grow as well in this. Having a team that you can rely on and not everybody has to have the same skill set helps to not necessarily just Uh, lighten the workload a little bit but also gives you a unique perspective like a number of people on this podcast are individuals that run their channels and run them highly successfully Um, but I don't doubt for a second that each one of them is like there are people that they bounce ideas off of or ask for support with or ask for help Um, and I think for me as a content creator uh, a budding one it's been really important to uh, ask for help and like reach out to people I know X has been the absolute go at that like he is. I envy his ability to just like reach out to people, and be like, "Yo, I'm doing something. You want to do it too?" And they're like, "Yeah." Like everybody on this channel has I'm doing been... some shit. You in? Yeah. Right. Son um, of a bitch. I'm I mean, in. <laughs> I think I'm the only one that has known. I've known Xavier since we went to. We we worked together at the movie theater when we were younger. But uh, and I realized as you all were talking, I i was i'm a former teacher i could have taught all of you like how i can't believe how young you all are and it's really cool to see (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh! have such a young crowd like moving through and supporting uh and giving people chances to you know see some of the stuff like i think in 2015 i remember watching this earthbound immortal profile and i was like oh winter kills he seems cool let me check this out i like earthbound (laughs) immortal uh which when's earthbound immortal immortal one deck one month never
9: never happened yeah. we
8: got that news report okay. on the way too it's no. oh. pretty cool got i'm the just boring. saying no. <laughs> oh, no.
0: a thousand likes i'm a it. <laughs> um
10: but yeah just having a group of people is the a really big support system and being able to ask like hey I have this video idea that I really want to do, what do you think? And we've had concepts that people have just been like, Don't do that. That's not gonna that's not gonna do well or it's not gonna go great and some of them you're like, Well I wanna do it and then you do it and sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Hmm.
8: Yeah. Uh if no. I could bounce off something mel said really quickly, yes. is when it comes to that last part of sometimes it does well, sometimes it doesn't. Uh I kinda look at the own series I kinda have. Because I have a series on, on my channel called Five Cards Every Have Your Trade Binder, right? And I try out a, a, out a bunch of new series. This one failed pretty badly. I'm not going to lie. First episode was pretty bad. But I kept at it. And no joke, I one of my uh, past Five Cards Every Have Your Trade Binder, because I kept the series running, does better than my normal content. In fact, almost every time I do it, it does better on average than most of my regular content. I feel like um, just adding to the advice thing. It's good to stick to something for a while and like tune it out. Like nothing's going to, a lot of the best stuff you're going to have isn't going to work out right away. Like I remember, I look at how my market watch has progressed and it's, it's a lot, you know.
0: And also before we go into the open questions and then wrap this all up, cause I've had you guys here for two hours and I appreciate all of you. Uh, just shout out to the squad. It's not just me as the face of Semi-Limited. I, of course, I do most of the work, but I have a team behind me. So shout out to Mr. Perfect, who's in chat. Uh, shout out to uh, my mod, Mr. Teaster. So our Discord mod, he put this whole room together, helped me with uh, making sure everything was good. I had a catastrophe. I was having an anxiety attack because right before you guys all came, Saki can vouch for it because he was there. Our server crashed uh and it was because this i don't know anything about this shit i'm a, a fucking old head yeah. so as the server crashed and i called trent up i just out of the blue it rang twice and he picked it up and i said you got a minute he goes yeah i got you and i said hey this shit's just crashing i don't know what's going on i have no access and he immediately said give me a second i'm gonna get on it and still on the phone with me was like like almost like a hacker just hitting buttons and he's like all right well you know uh, discord saying that they got a server update so things are going to be out of t- touch don't worry about it. it's going to be good and i just know like something like that where i can just hit you up and be like all right you got my back that's like the shit that i i respect so shout out to him uh mr perfect who's in here does not only streaming for our affiliacy in our channel but also helps him with pack opening and short content uh because as you guys know you can't do it alone because it you know it takes a village so Shout out to my squad, real quick, and all those listening that, you know, I, I appreciate you guys. And there's a lot I do for you guys off the scenes, but, you know, it's because of the work you guys put in for me now. And, uh, you know, I have to stay all our examples of, we're eventually going to thrive off that. So I appreciate you guys as well. Uh, so before we close it out, like I said, I think uh, Mr. Blue Eyes White Privilege there had his hand raised. So we're going to turn over the questions. Uh, if he raises his hand again, I can get him up there just to ask his question real quick. Perfect. Uh, brad do you think and then mr. blue uh, Blue eyes white privilege you are on with the semi-limited podcast what is your question
9: hey what's hey what's going on guys uh so my
6: question is kind of a little two-parter uh first part of the question is uh
10: for ban list what card would you guys like off the ban list personally and realistically and then my second part question is do we ever think the ban lists will ever be one? OCG Master Duel like TCG. Up one. We're seeing we're seeing them doing a lot of testing on Master Duel with unbanning a lot of cards like the Zodiacs. They unbanned a whole bunch of them recently. Unbanning the E Dragons. You know, do you think we're gonna see some of that influence into the TCG
8: possibly? All, All right, I got my answer already
2: um so for unban like so are we just going from the top you said yeah, yeah sure? from top to bottom yeah okay so okay one okay so uh,
0: ban for
2: yeah okay so um i i don't I, i'm gonna start with the list i don't think we're ever gonna like see a fully merger list like maybe they will i think they like testing out different formats in different area locations uh because of the rarities of the cards themselves and how they kind of format the sales over to eu as well as ma like our rarities are so completely different i think that's like one of the factors of why we see the two split lists as well as they like to honestly just kind of you know uh test one over there and then i think oh like we see them doing the list the way they do on Ban- uh master duel because it is a best of one format okay so i don't think that's necessarily going to be something that we do see come over here but I think that's just kind of just what they do over there because it is best of one. And then they like to test worlds out a lot too. If we notice that worlds format tends to be a very unique format. I think they like to test the might of the players that do kind of make it to worlds. And card to come off the list realistically, Redox and Blaster. Um, one I want to see is Max C to three and the TCG. Definitely. Bug Fucking bugging. And there we go. Fucking bug bugging. Hey, bugging. All day, no, all day, <laughs> Oh, damn.
8: You want to see cross on every deck.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Dang. All right, Biggs. What about you? Card to come off the ban list, and then do you think the ban list can
2: merge?
3: So I'll start with the ban list merging. I think it would be pretty unique. Um, I would actually like that. I think it would. I think it would be pretty interesting to see how we would adapt to. I think it'd be really nice to see how we would adapt to a ban list that the OCG also has, because I definitely think that you know our playstyles are completely different. So. To kind of see both of us like merge together and see how we would run our you know our tournaments and see what kind of decks you know we would differ from because i don't i don't think it'd be the same i think that you know we would play it completely different you know even same list i think we'd still play it completely different just because of our play style per region um but i i don't imagine it happening I, I think konami just enjoys giving different platforms for being able to you know utilize different lists and try different cards and you know because for some reason you know konami just likes to see everything be different um, yeah. But when it comes to the band list, I have, I've I have three different takes. So I've got my personal take of what I want to come back. I would love to have Grass come back. Uh, cards, I love that card.
10: Why
0: is it a graveyard cards shit, are always the most degenerate? <laughs> I, I, lo- I, love,
3: I love graveyard. <laughs> in
0: the corner. <laughs> burn
3: watch it all burn. <laughs> <laughs> I love graveyard cards. So if Grass can come back, that's my. That would be my personal take. A card that i think could come back would be snow i think that like the card's insane don't get me wrong but
4: oh okay just again
3: on. it's a graveyard card that can you know maintain you know it, it can be maintained i think it's definitely a card that can be maintained i mean we already have tier yeah, tier elements, so is again back. like
0: yeah tier shows. you know like
3: you can do it. why not um but i think the unrealistic <laughs> one is don't bring back maxi like that's just that's just not gonna happen like, maxi that <laughs> I don't care what anybody says i know it's probably this is probably the worst take but that card literally just in most situations literally ends turns like we're it's just it's not it's no like we're not, we're not what, doing it, that what
0: that enough. guy said what, what, I, would,
4: both I prefer
3: those to actually said. play the game like i already got to deal with shifter i don't need my opponent playing shifter and maxi like that's just not like no,
9: like,
3: <laughs> be good. no. if that, you're gonna do that right. give me give me call by the three.
5: to three yeah what's just gonna do that shit, god damn. <laughs> I was going to piggyback. That's what I was going to say right now. Like, if y'all mentioning Maxi, Shifters, Nose, like, then Called By should be at three, you know, and three cross outs. That's six cards then, you know, to try and even the playing field. Um, but a merger, yeah, I don't think we're going to get a merger. I mean, people have gotten used to um, it being separate, you know, just us having our own little thing here, and then they're having their own stuff over there. Um, you know, ideally, it'd be nice to all live under the same... You know, we're in the same world, per se. We're like competitively all around the world. We all play under the same rules or lists or band lists and things of that nature. But I don't see that. I mean, the world is too big, I guess, for that. They like to keep things, you know, over there, over there and over here, just keep it separate. So I think that'll stay the same. And then off the list is easy. Masterpiece, man. Come on now. Like, give us Masterpiece. Oh my God. If I got to you know, put I mean, another donation in your stream to tell you on, not man. to mention no. fucking Masterpiece. Yeah, you didn't say oh my it. You didn't God. say it now. You didn't say it this time. <laughs> So, you're right I didn't God, donate this time that's my fault yes thank God well, I get to say masterpiece. masterpiece
8: is just the new Stratos that's <laughs> how I see it
5: I mean now every with these, list guys so many broken cards out there today I mean you got the wanted package and you know drawing lockbirds like birds and ash blossoms and imprims and I we're worried about like one man come on now come on man so I need Masterpiece off that list ASAP coming up next list, Konami come on do us right man give us one Masterpiece and diagram to three Wow. Unaffected right, is such a problematic term. It's just one coin. Um, <laughs> nothing, nothing that a you can't handle. Nothing that generate. You guys, are, Man, you guys are the reason Yu-Gi-Oh
10: gets a bad rep. I just
0: want you guys all to know that. All right. <laughs> every so, every unlisting has been something super crazy to generate. But Saki, go ahead. Oh no, so you break the Well, format.
8: you're not. You never disagree with me because you know I'm great. So it'll be fine. <laughs> so first thing I'm gonna say is I do not want these lists together. Those are two completely different formats. Like, and it's really funny, because I see people are like, yeah, it would be really cool to see them, like, brought together. And then it's like, yeah, but we don't want backseat of 3. That might happen if they come back together. uh They're two completely different formats, and the OCG is ahead of the TCG. I think it's, like, by two core sets. I could be completely wrong about that. But basically, because they're ahead, they're going to hit things early. And I also like, as a TCG player, looking at the OCG and being like, well, they're ahead of this. And that helps with my market watches, right? I'm like, hey ocg hit this tcg might follow suit right because you when it comes to the ban list i would say that na copies about half of whatever the ocg did prior right 50 percent, sometimes 70 sometimes it's a little less than half right so i really like being ahead of the curb and you know seeing what the ocg has to offer so i won't want to see that now the cards i'd want to see one realistically come back and then it's what i would love to see back right that that was where the two last questions Okay. yeah
0: one that you so,
8: see and then one, you could one that's realistic and this what or and this was gonna be unrealistic but i actually do think it's realistic that this card comes back because in duals nexus we got a card that's like infinitely better at three and it's not seen play is we can have one global back i think that'll be fine um i don't want tier to have a tuner but you know what whatever we can call it a day uh i i just want i love plants and i just want to play plants uh uh, back in the day, I used to uh, play a, a fun little Aromage build that uh, it got me a lot of prizing. And if I went to events, I actually would have got the top priority. I was that confident, but without Global, but I can't do it. Um, yeah, but global. I really do. Think I mean, the mill is cool. The mill is strong. Don't get me wrong. But like, I mean, we have all the Ishizu cards. We have tiers. It's one random mill, right? It's two. It's. Too janky to
9: be consistent. That's one mil too many for tier. That's one mil too many. That's, I that's hate tier. I don't like tier
8: at all, but like, I love global bulb more. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like having yeah. that one crazy X. You know, no, I'm not going to get to that. Anyway, card I would really want back, but probably should not come back. I really want one brilliant fusion. I, I love that card so much. Oh, I, man.
0: I can either confirm nor deny this statement. Someone... Someone react to this for me.
8: Oh, like, no. Like, Chat's going to be all like, yeah. Well... You said
1: what, Brad? I said that was like, like 2018, 2019, was it? Yeah. Like, like, that's when I was kind of seeing it. Yeah, when I came Something back. Up, the...
8: yeah.
0: Apparently,
8: uh, yeah. To I mean. FTK. No, FTK, no, nah, you're fucking up. No it, right? well, no, it wasn't... no, it wasn't for the FTKs. The extra normal summon was just so goaded, right? Uh, Predator Plants were really ahead of its time. But I just loved playing it because, believe it or not, this was the exact same deck I was talking about earlier, where I had the Aromage build post-Chaos Impact, where I ended on four Opal gates Nichiria Beast, a pop on their turn, and Raigeki. And I loved doing it. It was really good. I think the Raigeki wasn't... That. It they was ranted, very they fun.
0: They it to, to be named Branded Fusion.
1: So. <laughs> I, I had a similar build actually. Christian showed me how to play plants, and I would end with a four-material Appaloosa and a, a, a Nataria Beast and a Borogove Savage with two counters. So it was it was it was definitely fun.
4: He's like, okay, can't confirm. <laughs> if, what about if you? you don't get <laughs> had,
8: okay. I, I'm just gonna end with saying I can't wait till we get the made support. Oh, it's it's too broken.
0: No, I think he just, he's ready for the artwork. Is what it is.
9: He's like we're her so bad, baby. baby. We're so bad. Oh back. shit.
8: <laughs>
9: <laughs> Alright, Winner, how about you? Uh so for the ban list thing, I I like everything being merged would be pretty cool to see like that happen, like in a fairy tale world. But I also at the same time like how we have a different list, you know, OCG has a different list. I hate Master Duel, so I don't really care about that. But I kinda like how there's different lists. Like like um I forget who said it, but, like, the OCG is, like, a couple months uh, ahead of us in terms of, like, products and stuff. But, like, I, I just like that it's different. I don't think it needs to, to come together under all one universal ban list, I guess. Um, but, and also for the other question, a card I'd personally like unbanned and a card that I think will realistically get unbanned. I was just looking at the uh, ban list. But for personally, I will start, I had to choose between two very dear cards of mine and it was either block dragon or auroradon and i would have to choose auroradon i would love to see that card unbanned it would be perfectly fine who's making auroradon without how fiber just actually, to use it except, speedroid. For, except for speedroid players who've done nothing <laughs> wrong Terratop has been at one for 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 ages so i think auroradon comes back to one and it would be all good, and then for realistically, it was another toss-up between two cards. It was either Colossus or Harp Horror, and they both should come back, but I think Harp Horror would probably be the most realistic, and it got banned It got banned in January, I think, a January ban. Listen, we're coming up to January, so this is a perfect time for them to unban free harp Horror once and for all. So yeah, that's it. And we can get two engaged, but not one hardcore is crazy, right? <laughs> yeah.
8: And I love striker with a, like a passion, so it's like yeah, just free it all, fuck okay. it. Just,
10: just give me my boardwalks, uh,
0: Mel, yeah. Mel and Joe, because I'm gonna lump you together. Because Joe may not speak, I may, I may shun Joe. I'm right here.
10: Go ahead, Joe, you go first, because uh,
11: you can go ahead. Uh, You're saying okay. some shit, I know it. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I think Kitkalos should be the pick that needs to come back. If other decks can't keep up, alright. Like, We're done. <laughs> okay. And on the melt. All
10: right, but real- real- man, realistically.
11: Issue. Realistic realistically, uh the card that could come off the ban list is Protos. Shut your mouth. Yo, <laughs> alright. Trent do the thing, dog. Get him out of here. He's done. Trent, can't do the thing. With
10: you. I yeah. can't. That's why I don't bring you places. <laughs> oh, I don't even need Trent. Brad, do the thing.
8: I had to sink in my Brad chair <laughs> after that one. Brad knows what to do.
0: <laughs> there he goes. He's...
5: And he's on
8: it! <laughs> uh, he hit us with a two for two.
10: Yeah, All right, now. You can close out and save it that, for him. That motherfucker. God damn it. Um, <laughs> so I think related to the bandle- <laughs> related to the uh, join ban list, I don't want to have join ban list for paper. And for Master Duel, just give me a drop down that lets me pick The ban list that i'm playing with yeah if you do that you're gonna launch everybody's gonna go back to playing master duel let them cook like let me just (laughs) pick which ban list i want to do master duel ocg tcg let me pick the format like and the cards are legal and illegal like you get guarantee you get almost everybody in there because now i can test out a deck without having to pay a shitload of money for it and i don't have to go on db or anything i just just do that like you're a multi-billion dollar company somebody can create a drop down it's not that hard yep. I work in this shit. you can do that um, i fully
8: totally agree yeah like you just you can't get realistic training on master duel with maxi like right. i can't realistically yeah. play test a format you heard that ben especially... <laughs> yeah oh i'm here i know uh,
2: you can't play test that. it if it's legal here though you know just, just <laughs> play testing future formats yeah, sure. Yeah, you, can can go go the 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 you really want Protos? Go
10: he's
0: gonna be to find yeah. himself an audience next.
10: <laughs> um, and Mystic think, Mind too. Oh,
5: this guy. Just all the cards. <laughs> all uh, the go- like,
10: cards. ones.
1: I like my cave. I like my cave. <laughs> um,
10: in terms of the the card that I would like off, um, I w- it was I would say Colossus. I think Colossus would be a lot. Of, I think it's fine to come back. Um, yes. Only at 1, though. I think beyond 1, it becomes a problem. Um, but at 1, oh. it's totally fine. You don't I, miss I three Colossus on, on the end board? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I know you do, this, Brad. What am I going to do? I do, I and do. Three <laughs> on the end board and six Thunders in Graveyard? Like, I'm not playing. Um, yeah, you better have Dark the, River,
0: motherfucker.
10: Right? Uh, I'm and then the, the Wild the
0: Card.
8: Just open up sphere Mode.
10: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All you got to do, just open up this on... I mean, I could. I'm gonna play. Go Vaughn, up side deck. It. Five head, Come on. <laughs> All you have Gosh, to do is drop
8: your balls nerd. on the table, and you got it. <laughs>
10: That's right. Um, the unrealistic card. Uh, this card should never have said any level two monster. But Sprite Elf is the unrealistic card that I think they might do. But I think it would come back with an. It could come back. It would come back with an Errata that you can only Sprite cards can play. Like that card should have never said any level two, and they shouldn't have printed. Yeah. I love Tier elements. They should not have printed a level two Tier elements. In it the it same was basically
1: Tier
0: elements elf.
10: They knew what right. they were doing, <laughs> they knew exactly what they were doing. If um, they were
1: to errata, it, it should probably be just so you can only use a special summon on your turn.
10: Yeah. Yeah, just either remove the quick effect or like uh, that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah,
9: Tier elements elf and Tier elements sprined. They're not sprint cards. Yeah. Parts. <laughs> no. And then uh, last
0: question, we're going to bring up the last guest of the night before we close out. And it's going to be a quick Joe. one. Looks like we have Sword Soul Joe here. Uh, Brad, do your thing. Got you.
4: All right. Yep. You are live
0: here on the Semi-Limited Podcast. What is your question?
10: Right. I'll say one, real thing. one thing real quick. Uh, Vanquish Soul Joe, we're cool. There's no more... We're cool between us, you want to bring back Protos, my guy, <laughs> Giga-based, oh my bring God. him to hey, don't, me. Don't,
0: don't find yourself back there with him.
4: You're trying to close there,
10: guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Question is, fuck, Mary, kill, Sprite Blue, Math Mex Circular, Swords of Lemoyi, go.
8: There are no waifus in that. Okay. Alright, no
0: explanation <laughs> off the top. You say, alright, well I guess I Mary and elf because I play Sprite. Uh, I'm gonna kill circular because that's, I mean, I don't think I, I don't know, I just don't like circular. And I guess I'm yeah, fucking noia, yeah, to so that's what it is.
10: Yeah. Well, he is a girl, by the way. Uh, so I guess He's that's right. the one fuck for
0: everyone, so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you know Alright, so who are you know, marrying and killing, boys?
6: <laughs> Sprite Bill will be an interesting one.
10: electricity, no?
8: Yep. <laughs>
10: like, that's why I'm marrying it. I, you, you're just gonna it's die
8: <laughs> you could say that Someone he would, would give you a real shock real shock right, man all right i'll leave <laughs> you're, you're telling me that you don't want to fuck bro.
2: circular
0: no never i'm i'm, I'm gonna marry off.
10: circular because they're probably good at math and i'm gonna have a lot of money
0: hey yo puns <laughs> anyone else had any uh, answers before we uh close out today
2: I think no that comment. marriage is circular and killing a blue is the way to go. Got to kill blue. Yeah. You're gonna kill
0: blue? kill blue? No, sprite blue didn't do nothing. Oh, Elf yeah. died for her sins. Oh, so. he did. Oh. <laughs> all
2: I'm right, guys. Circular. So
0: we are starting to run out of life points. I appreciate all of you guys for being here for well over the two hour mark. As I said to you guys, I wanted to do something really big, and I appreciate all of you guys for coming in, donating your time and uh your topics your viewpoints and all that stuff and and chit-chat, and a lot of networking was done here a lot of good topic topics a lot of good uh viewpoints and uh mentions were brought up especially from mel love you mel uh but uh we're going to start wrapping this up without any further ado if you guys are listening right now uh outside of the live feed in the future, make sure you go down to uh, the description box below for our link tree. You can click on it, follow all the sites, and make sure you're following all of the distributors as well. So you can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, yada, yada, all that stuff. Make sure to follow all the social sites. We'll be doing giveaways soon. Uh, I want to start giving away double what we gave away last year and with the help of our sponsors Unplugged Gaming, which you can also catch in that Discord. We'll be sure to do that. Shout-outs to Brad. I'm going to let him say something, but uh, but he also streams live on Saturdays. Uh, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, got it, Mel. Uh, and that will be uh, every Saturday. So I'll let him quickly say what he does before we uh, give everyone their final thoughts.
1: I mean, yeah. Well, first off, um, I, I know that Slim and uh, GJ are already gone, but um, I thank you guys uh, for you know giving us your time tonight. Uh, honestly, I thought this was a killer stream. Um, so many amazing topics covered. Um, so many uh, great thoughts. Um, definitely going over the processes of everything. Um, but yeah, as far as myself, um, I call myself Mr. Perfect because uh, recently for like a, a better half of this year, I've been playing Pearly uh, ever since it came out of Amazing Defenders. And that's been my deck.
9: Yes. <laughs> um,
1: love Pearly. Pearly is my shit. Uh, it's like one of my favorite decks. Um, recently been playing Rescue Ace um, and I'm starting to learn the Fire King stuff. So that's going to be my next uh, meta deck or whatever. A <laughs> good deck. Um, other than that, no, uh, I stream <laughs> on Twitch every Saturday. Uh, you can catch me at semi-perfect, uh, P-U-R-R-F-E-C-T, underscore gaming. Um, I also do the perfect polls. Uh, you know, we've gotten lucky pretty recently getting a couple of alties and all hey, that, you. but um, it's just, you know, just extra little content. You know, I used to have a YouTube myself. Um, I kind of, I kind of, um, just like Kawasaki was saying earlier, I'm kind of got burnt out from it um, after like uh, a year of doing it. Like I was like, you know, doing okay. My last video was actually with X, um, you know, with crush cards, and uh, we were doing a box opening uh, challenge together. And I think that was over at Jake's place. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but uh, yeah, uh, you can catch me every week. I, it's all all things Yu-Gi-Oh, and yeah, that's about it. So.
0: All right, so before we close, close out, I'm to get everyone's final thoughts. Last two minutes to say whatever is on your mind. Uh, give your shout outs, your plugins, where they can find you, all that stuff. We'll go top to bottom one last time before we wrap this sucker up.
2: All right, big shout out to Player X for having everyone on. Honestly, it was super awesome. Uh, Even the first time you reached out, we had a good old fun time. You're awesome, man. I look forward to a lot of future endeavors with you and everyone else here in the chat. Um, Big shout out to uh, the editor and uh, thumbnail, like helper of mine, Thug314. Uh, He's my partner in crime. I always got to give him a shout out. He's the best. And um, honestly, I'm just looking forward to 2024 to see what Konami does. Because, I mean, honestly, this year at Worlds, seeing that come back... And seeing the show they put on, I'm very excited to see the future of UPL, So,
3: Yes, big shout out to X, Semi-Limited. Appreciate you guys having me on tonight, of course. Uh You know, if we can continue to provide such good content going into 2024. those are interested, you know, face forum, check me out on YouTube.
5: Come check out the uh, good old Phantom Knights.
4: It's like PK every day, right?
5: <laughs> yeah, X, okay. thanks for having me. Make sure you uh saw that arise of those starlights, bro. You gotta get rid of them, man. Huh? You just Going have, to the bro, grave with me, know, motherfucker. You know what I mean?
0: Going to the grave.
5: <laughs> and He'll also be brought back again. I'm summoning that bro. motherfucker. He'll, he'll yeah, be when, masterpiece, when Masterpiece comes back, you're gonna sell your Ryze right. It's gonna happen at the same We're, time. But yeah, I'm man. Do, I'm donating five dollars right it. now. No more, <laughs> no more Ryze or Masterpiece talk for the rest of the day. Oh man, uh, but again, man, had a blast with all of you guys. You guys are amazing. Um, check out YGO Fresh Off the Press. You know, um, I do daily market watches. Uh, and uh yeah, yeah, make sure you swing by and I appreciate it. Thank you very much, man.
8: And then, all talk- right. Well, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but, uh, them, but shout out to the Semilead Podcast. If you guys don't know them, they're great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That's such a bad <laughs> joke. No,
5: <laughs> But, uh,
8: jokes aside, hey, thank you for having me on, my man. It's been great. Uh, I love how diverse oh, this podcast heart. was, too, like, in opinions, like, where we're going through ban lists all that. If anyone wants to uh, come to me to collab, that's one big goal I have next year, so I wanna collab with more people, big, small, medium, whatever, right, uh, and I wanna try out some more content, so, anyone here, feel free to, you know, get in contact with me, uh, I try to check my discord as much as possible, my YouTube, I do market watches, deck profiles, Yu-Gi-Oh! News, I have my own series, like 5 cards have your trade binder, 5 cards you wanna, that's 5 cards you wanna get before they spike up, I tell you why they spike up, how much, they are how much you should get more details like that uh i upload about three to five times a week so go check me out i actually have a cool Yu-Gi-Oh news video that came out today but by the time you guys are hearing this um you guys probably already know
0: also donate to his stream too because he opens ots packs you so might get lucky
8: oh yeah that too <laughs> <laughs>
9: and then how about you winner um yeah obviously again shout outs to you for uh putting this whole thing together and, and having me on it was uh fun this time and fun last time and looking forward to uh hey, yo, fun being this part time. of this again <laughs> 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 and uh, <laughs> and uh yeah i mean you just check me out on youtube winter kills um i try to upload as often as possible sometimes it's daily sometimes i don't upload for a week but you know i try to be consistent Uh, you can check out my Twitch. I stream usually every Wednesday and Thursday. Um, not at a specific time. I usually just post in my Discord when I stream. Check out my Discord. We got a lot of amazing people in there. Um, I'm also a photographer, so you can follow me on Instagram at Mike English Photography if you want to check that out. That's something I also do on the side. And, um, yeah, that's it. Thank you. Uh, pretty sure my partner Mel.
10: Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll 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 bring Joe back
0: for a second.
10: I'll no, bring, you don't I'll have to. Joe you
0: don't back have for to. A second. No, no, just because he is alright. Easter. He, he gets one <laughs> second.
10: I might be. Go Brad, ahead, get ready. will bring Prado back. I said bring, I'm gonna ban you from our podcast.
0: <laughs> Brad was already ready to go. All right, Mel. Closing thoughts for your, uh, the entirety of your group
10: no shout out shout out to you X you've been keeping us uh, going you've been keep you've been pushing us every week we get a text like when's the next episode I'm working and I need something to listen to so I'm glad that you keep pushing us Uh, shout uh, shout out to everybody on here it's been great to very humbling to be around people that I watch very consistently almost all the time when I'm doing stuff so I appreciate that Uh, and shout out to my podcast mates even though they're banned or not here right now because I have to keep somebody have to keep them together
0: Yeah, dad, keep them in order. (laughs) Well, we are running out of light points. We are all out, guys. So without further ado, we are going to end this. I just want to thank you guys all from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for growing with us for the year of 2023. When we first started getting to where we are now, big things planned for 2024, and I want everyone re-involved with it. Uh, I'm thinking we're going to do this every year. We're going to have a big shebang, bring everybody back, and talk back, stream, all that stuff like that. Appreciate everyone in the chat for uh, tuning in and having some fun. You guys got the exclusive. This isn't dropping until next week. So you guys will be hearing all of the new content and spice before everyone else. So that was my gift to you guys. Uh, And without any further ado, I think we're going to wrap this up. Everyone, you want to say your name one last time and then we're going to close out.
2: Yeah. Vengeful Shadows with
5: a zero WZ.
3: Things are fixed for him. Mm.
5: Y-G-O fresh off the press.
0: Hmm.
8: Team also YouTube. Does have mm. YouTube in it, but you know.
9: <laughs> Winter Kills with a Z and an mm. underscore for some reason.
10: Part of, part of the podcast. This is Mel from him. I already let them know, Joe. I can't stand you something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then Brad?
10: Oh, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: right. And, <laughs> oh boy. and I am Player X. Thank you so much, everyone. I appreciate it. Thank you and good night.